check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Backbone Podcast, the only place you can go where you find two tickets who are well past their prime, talk about music. Today I'm joined by a man who once told me, once told me... Yeah, give it to me. That Five Finger Death Punch were a shit band. Oh, but shit, a shit band. <laughs> you told them way after you said they were a good band. Nathan Custerson, how are we doing today? I'm fantastic, Nick Brown. What a pleasure it is for you to introduce me once again oh, I need my to start, favorite band I need to start thinking of other ways to introduce you but that's just every time I have the option I'm just like I've got to go for that one I did go to see Simple Plan Live more than once <laughs> how's that? that was, that's one of my first shows I went to so I can't, I can't <laughs> okay I, uh, so we're going to get straight into things as we always do I'm going to try and highlight a band um, funnily enough they're playing a festival we'll talk about the festival coming up soon uh, this is a band called Broken um, this is what are they uh, broken? Uh, this is what I'd call a fuck-off hardcore band. This oh, is lovely. just hardcore for the sake of hardcore. Mel- Melbourne hardcore, to be fair. Even better. Apparently, they're straight edge. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to hold that a little bit against them because I'm, I'm drinking a furphy right now. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> so if they're going to tell me they're straight edge. It's, it's okay to be straight edge. Just don't tell me. Oh um, they, they Apparently, they wear X's on them. But they have... <laughs> an EP called The Saving Grace and a great song called Saving Grace from Melbourne. They have recently been announced for a festival called Invasion Fest. Wow, that's that's a good get from a Melbourne man playing in Melbourne again. Well, the, it's a big festival. It is. Um, like these guys aren't too a bad. A growing festival. Yeah, this. this is a growing festival. We'll get into that. But yeah, uh, Broken, you know, really cool band to listen to. They're, they are very, like not old school, but they are like a genuine hardcore band. And that's oh, wow. something that, you know, it can be a bit of a turnoff for me, but there is there is something to be had here. And like, as somebody who has just bought a ticket to Invasion Fest, Ooh. and you know, I could be checking, I could be checking him out and giving him a really negative review for having oh. X, for having X's on their fists. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> well, we'll get into Invasion Fest. They've started, thankfully, releasing uh, bands playing. They started off with Elf Wolf coming on as the yeah. first band, Bur- a burden coming in second, then Broken, and today Justice for the Dam. This is being recorded on a Wednesday, of course, so we won't know the Thursday's band before it goes up. But what are we thinking so far? This is um this is looking pretty decent. Well, we've actually spoken about a few of the bands coming into this. So two of the the um the announcements there with Justice and Alpha, they they've both been talked about by you and me and I'm excited. They're, that's a pretty good lineup so far and it's only going to get bigger. Well, that's it um like okay, well, let's well, hopefully bigger. Let's put our predictors hat on. Apparently there's two internationals two. as the uh, as the headliners. Oh jeez. So, what are we thinking? Uh like I'm I'm well, going to go out there and I like they've been going on about how they're going to have a really heavy band. I'm going to go no. out and say it's going to be uh, knocked loose. I think that they, knocked loose. Yeah, okay. they're a fuck off heavy band. They just seem they're like they're very in at the moment. Yep. Know, a lot of people really get behind them. Like these guys, like th- these guys. I know I know a friend who um who goes to uni with me. And I can imagine him being a... I call him the pit coordinator, even though I've never oh, seen geez. him at a show. And I feel like this would be a band that he would just absolutely lose his mind to. Uh, who are you thinking in terms of uh, any internationals getting uh, at the headlining spot? Well, we have spoken about them, and I think Sick to Your Guns are Monty. They're, they're wow. a, yeah. yeah, well, I, I think they got an album coming out in October. We're going to talk about it later. But they're one of those bands, I think they love Australia. They they love our crowds. And with an album coming out, similar kind of time. When, when's Invasion Fest exactly? Uh, it's December the 8th, I'm going to say. Okay, so a monthish after they've actually released the album. Whether they've got plans already to tour America, I don't know, but I'd love to see them 
in Australia at Invasion Fest. Either that or I think I'm convinced they'll play Unify. One of the two, but for Invasion Fest, that'd be a great band. I also think that, um, well, we're doing, aren't we? We're going to check out one of their songs today, aren't we? We and, are, yes. And we're um, also a band that I reckon we're going to be checking out today. It's Counterparts, who are also oh. a band that I think could actually headline this festival. Another one, another tip-off I've gotten from a friend from the friend from uni. Yep. He just desperately wants them to play. He's Counterparts? Just, he, yeah, he's upset. Okay. He's obsessed with them. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll go into Bouquet a bit later on. But yeah, there's someone that he is uh, crying out. He has no reasoning for it, but I thought I'd just chuck that in because okay. why the fuck not? And we've seen him. Well, we've seen him. Yeah, we we've, we've seen them. They play, played, yeah, played last year. It was um, yeah, they were great. They were, they're a really cool live band. I think that they have they have a uh, a pretty decent audience in Australia for some reason. Like yeah, they, don't, they do. They like Australia just seems to be able to like, we especially in Melbourne. We seem yep. yeah, we definitely need to get behind these kind of bands. Uh, anyone else you're thinking? Like I, I could imagine you know for Invasion as well, a band like Attila or a band like a Muir or Swan yeah, In so, or like, some must, of these fuck yeah. off heavy bands. There's got to be one of them playing, isn't there? <laughs> It'd be hilarious if they do get announced, but people are going to come and see him. So. Either way. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, it's, yeah, I'd love to see Fronzilla do his uh, solo oh, project. No, don't I, say I still that. Need, I need to get that out every week, I swear. Yeah. He needs to do a Fronzilla, uh, you know, playing that album in full. We'll move on but to um, our first uh, review of the day. And we're going to go to our Justice, Justice for the Damn, Drag Through the Dirt. Um, you were saying before that I'm starting to suck cocks of uh, certain bands, aren't I? You really, really are. And it's actually, it's becoming quite... <laughs> Quite noticeable that you you seem to have been gravitating towards the Grayscale label, which is a Melbourne-owned record label becoming yes. quite prominent. Uh, yeah, this is um this is all coincidence as well. I'm not. This I'm is not coincidence. Don't they, lie to me. They are rele- These bands are releasing albums around when we're doing shows. We got to review them. That's so true. that's like, true. There are like Deadlights. Maybe was they are. Uh, maybe that was a bit of a pluck from our gra- Grayscale locker room. Maybe yeah, I don't well, know. You did well there. But uh, they're a great band. So are. what do we uh, what do we think of this album? Well, as you spoke about in our last show, I was not the biggest fan of Justice for the Dam coming in after playing live with them. But after hearing this album, I'm really, really excited for their future. I think this is a it's a massive album. It's their first album. It's a debut album, and I think this is actually going to break them out. So it's called Drag Through the Dirt, recently released, and it's got everything that you can want from a, a really, really heavy kind of style of a, an album especially from Australia. And I can see them making a shitload of money overseas from this. I seriously can. I, a couple of reviews I've actually looked at for the album of actually calling it the album of the year, metal album of the year in Australia, which is Thy Art Is Murder, also released an album during the week. So if they can go up against the likes of them for their first album, that's a massive statement. There is there is some kind of, you're saying that they could make money overseas. They do have something that I could imagine a European audience getting behind. Yeah, Maybe not so much American, but European. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, European Europe. always seems to get a bit more um, than the Americans. They just like they love Japanese metal. They like baby. <laughs> they love baby metal. Like, they fucking you know, do. They, they they're obsessed with that. This um album start the album cover pretty average. Let's be honest, pretty crappy album. Yeah, cover. yeah. Uh, 11, 11 songs, thirty five minutes. Uh, you know, starts with Drag Through the Dirt first. Obviously, my first pet peeve. They are opening with a opening yeah, with a, the single. Opening with the single, which is uh, disappointing at the uh, the best of times. But yep. there's a lot of good tracks in here. I really like uh, No Flowers on Your Grave. Is really great. I think that they're yeah. Let's see. Uh, Agony is a really good song as well. Yeah, I, I've got that in there. Uh, yep. What What are you liking at the moment? At the moment, I really, really like the title track, Drag Through the Dirt. That yeah, was that's big that's song. just it's a massive song, and it it's got everything you can want from a hardcore slash metal kind of song. It's got big moments. The whole album's the same though. Like very rarely, Nick, do you see a band that's a, like a heavy, heavy, heavy metal band with bad musicians. And this band, Ooh. 
They don't because they no, got okay. really they got really good but, musicians. So I'm, I'm going to back them up here because the guitar the guitar work, the bass work, the drumming work is sensational. I thought you were going to back like just a backhand compliment. I was. I was going to yeah. Oh, no. Well, okay. So what I what I will say about this and what I have heard from it is that it is a little bit messy at times. Yeah, it is a bit all over the place. It's not the most cohesive album. Doesn't flow as well as maybe what it should have. Yep, that's um, fair. That's a fair call. I can attest but to that. Any other any other things for you? Like, what do you? What are you thinking in terms of the negative side of things? Well, if I'm actually being, if I'm nitpicking here, if I'm nitpicking, oh, okay. like a pet peeve of ours is starting with the single, but yep. I can see why they've done it. Yep. Like it's a debut, like it's their first first big thing with an album, and I, I can actually see why they've done it. It's a massive song. It's a really really good song. Also, if I'm nitpicking with the vocals, like I I'm not the biggest death metal slash heavy 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 metal. With, like with screams, if I can't understand the lyrics or the, like the the meaning behind it, I, I can't really get behind a band as much as a band which I can understand. And what the it might just be the way it's recorded, but it's really really kind of fuzzy the way the yeah, the, it's the definitely it's sounds. definitely got those effects on the vocals and that. And um, it I think it's supposed to try and have that kind of um gutter feel to it. And okay, just like have yeah. this real rawness to it. I don't think they. This is a band I you wouldn't want pristine production for. Like yeah. I don't you don't want the kind of band like this. You know this kind of. Like kind of deathcore kind of range of what they're kind of going for, like hardcore kind of right, whatever. Well, there's there's new metal elements as well in this. Well, there are. They're like it seems like there's new metal elements for all bands now. It seems like just there's, <laughs> That's true because this era of music have grown up through that that kind of wave. Yeah. So now every time new bands come out, you will hear a few moments in at least a couple of moments each song. Yep. That will probably go okay. That that has a bit of this vibe to it. Like you know, make them suffer had a massive Deftones vibe to it. Yep. A lot of bands, a lot of bands loved getting influenced by those kind of bands. It's it's cool. I, I like it. Can it's the era. I'm a massive like fan said. of that era. Oh, 100 percent You're exactly right. Also, another little pet peeve. They've got a filler in there, Nick. There's, there's a filler on this album. Is it? There's just the one, isn't there? There's just the one filler, but there's a filler. Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things. We like, are nitpicking, of course, but no, no, we have to. I'm okay, not, I'm not going to give this. Uh, uh, no, no band safe. Like I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who it. you are. Like no band safe from these kind of bullshit. <laughs> but, um, why? Why do you do this? It's why? Piano, there's piano playing in it too. But like, why? Like, does it? It just. Yeah, it just bothers me, doesn't it? Because yeah, I feel like I it's know. false advertising for you to go, Ooh. you've got 11 tracks at 35 songs, but you don't. You have 10 tracks and you've got lazy and you couldn't be fucked. And like, you know, That's so true. And it's just like, why would you... I understand that you know, a lot of... And the band's just, uh, argument behind it, and I know exactly what it's going to be. Oh, we're just trying to break up the album. Well, write a song that sounds fucking different. Yeah, <laughs> like, write a song... Jeez. Like, no, but like, it doesn't... It could write an instrumental. Like, you know, like a few bands have done decent instrumentals and these kind of things to break it up or change the tone, change the pace of it, slow it down, do something, but like have a real song in. Like you, it just... Or just have 10 tracks, simple. Yeah, no, that's a fair call. And um, another couple of things with the album... So you spoke about Agony before, but that and Demon actually have a couple of clean kind of elements, which yes. I actually thought broke up the album really well. And after playing with them, I'm pretty sure the drummer actually might be the one doing the cleans. He actually did a bit of singing from memory when they played. So it'd be yeah. cool to see that. I, I, I love seeing people that can sing and play drums because I know I can't. Very rare. It's anyone who can play an instrument and sing at the same time, it's, it's incredibly yeah, hard to do. It's so true. Um, yeah, this is good. I think that, you know, maybe it's Grayscale kind of pushing it towards, you know, like they did it with Alpha Wolf as well. Yep. Like one song with the clean vocals. Maybe they're trying to do that. I think that's a good element to it. Like it does... It's incredible how much just having a clean chorus in a song or two can just broaden your audience. Yeah, big time. Like huge. It just it expands your reach just to an, a whole other level yep. in terms because people, as much as you're saying, like you know, some people want to listen to the lyrics and that, and if they can't listen to the lyrics, like they can't understand the lyric in the whole song, 
a lot of people will just get turned off and they'll be like, oh, it's just too much. I can't, yep. I can't be bothered. But if they have at least a chorus to go get behind, they will make more of an effort to kind of not even learn it or just try to adapt to the song and kind of try to appreciate it in different elements. Yeah, big time. You're exactly right with that one, Nick Brown. <laughs> <laughs> You're spot on there as we move on from Just For The Damn. So it, actually, as we say, like, do if, you, if you're out there and you're a fan of them, by all means, go out and buy the album. But as we say, and we actually encourage to do, definitely download it. Yeah, I'd say download. Um, yep. I'm yet to, oh, I feel like I'm waiting for the first album that I can get that could be like, you have to buy this album. Nick, it's coming. It's in my notes. I, I said the same thing. It's going to have to be <laughs> absolute, it's going to have to be groundbreaking. We're, we're, send, we're setting are ourselves we just, up to fail, aren't we? We, every we really just, are. Every album's just download and we're just like, just download, just download. He's probably no, thinking we sound like fuckwits, no, but, but it's just. We haven't reviewed a bad album yet. Are we too cynical? Yes. In our, in no, no, age? we got to be. We okay, be. that's I'm, fair. I'm sick of being, you know, no one wants to listen to everybody be happy on a show. There's no, so true. Like, you need to have opinions on it. Um, yep. you know, this album's good. It has its elements. If you're a fan of them, obviously you should buy the album. Um, Aussie them, Boys. Yep. Them playing Invasion's great. You know, I think they played last year as well. And it's good to see them rise up through. They'll be much higher in the bill this time. Yep. Um, they'll get a great crowd there. We'll, yeah, they're a good band. We played with them. Like that's, pretty cool that they, we played with them and they, they're kind of not gaining, not getting massive, but they're yeah. gaining a bit of steam. Yeah, well, you can see it on Facebook. A lot of people commenting about them and being excited for them. So props to Justice. They've actually won me over a little bit with this album. I actually look forward to seeing them live. Well, okay. Well, what we'll do is we'll move on to a, uh, a single. And uh, this is a band that I was saying before could potentially headline Invasion Chef, maybe just because my mate thinks it's gonna wants it to happen so badly. Uh, counter, counterparts. Counterparts. Uh, okay. <laughs> One, well, it's a cracking name for a song, Bruquet, and they've actually got an album coming out September 22nd called You're Not You Anymore, so any fans of Counterparts will be looking forward to that. It's only, it's almost a month away, less than a month away yeah. now, so that's really exciting for them, but um, I really, really like this track, Nick. I, I, I've been saying it for a while now, they actually really, really remind me of a softer kind of version of Ghost Inside, like they're, they're, they're really high energy they they bring the action and they're they're not quite as heavy as them. The singer's probably not quite as his range isn't quite there to the ghost inside level. But I really think they're a, a really good band. They're, they're very underrated. In the they, scene. they are a really cool band. Um, they have they have a bit of range too. They they have the heavy moments, but they can go to the um, oh, they can appeal to the um the inner the inner emotional person. In, well, in they you. they do have ge- generical elements i can say in their songs Ooh, okay yeah with yeah. their lyrics yeah sometimes. they do they do like uh, there are some and depending how old you are i think the older you get the uh the more you kind of uh <laughs> you throw away lyrics as being oh, everything's bullshit like <laughs> i'm sure if we were four if years, i can know this before if yeah. we were if we were about six years younger we'd be saying that they're great everyone every lyric is great sucking their cocks oh yeah of them. course but yep. when we're all down we're yeah as you're saying we're cynical as fuck so yep. who cares but yeah these these guys are a great band great song yeah it's um, a really good song check it out this you know considering we're only two shows away from this um, dropping this yep. yeah album dropping we could potentially be giving this one the first ever buy in full yeah well I really did enjoy their previous album and it, listening to this single it's gonna take a step up from there I think oh definitely um it's just they're a, they're a cool band like they overall I think that their vocally is re- vocally they're really good I yep. think that they have a really nice they're really good live as well they're yeah they really, were really great they live, were considering that they don't need to rely on all these effects and all that and they don't have all this trendy dubstep crap in their songs yep they really do um they are kind of like a a really good meat and potatoes band in yeah. terms of that they're really just like get our get our instruments let's fucking do this kind of thing hundred percent in a good way I'm not, yeah that's definitely not a dig at them yeah that's, that's exactly right dude that's that's spot on with you. Your analogy there. But after that, we've also we've got another big, big single being released during the week from one of your favorite bands, Straight From The Path. It's called All Day and A Night. 
Yeah, this is um look, this is a this is a song. <laughs> this, is a, this is a song. <laughs> this is a song. I, it's, it's definitely an improvement off alt, alt right. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Even though, like, I don't really care for um all the meaning and all that crap behind. I didn't. I thought they copped a lot of hate. I, I can't. I can't imagine what their dislike ratio is on now. We won't look at that, but because I'm too scared. I think people are gonna listen by causing this controversy. Though I Would think they've actually. I, I'm telling you, with everything that's going on in America, like this band, are, they're pretty smart. Like they they know what they're doing. Do you reckon they are? Do you reckon, yeah, they're, just, do you reckon they're just? Do you reckon they're just, they're just uh, angsty fucks? Uh, they they are definitely angsty <laughs> fucks. Yeah. All you gotta do is listen to one of their songs. But yeah, alt right that causes a shitload of controversy. <laughs> so <laughs> this song "All Day and a Night" coming off uh, the album. What is it? The day that death death is real or only death? Only is death real, is real. Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna be released September eighth. Perfect, and this is a um, yeah, you know, this is another really, really decent track. Actually, it's a lot better than Alt Right. Uh, big time. Yeah, um, this is much more of an improvement. It does have the uh, knocked loose singer on there, yeah, Brian Garris. Brian Garris. Now, this is where we disagree. Oh no! Because you, well, I actually think that I really enjoy his voice. Actually, he has something. He has like. He seems like he's putting effort into his voice. Uh, and I, I, I think can, you, yes. you look at it that differently. Well, I, I can definitely agree. He's got a lot of emotion and rawness in the way that he comes across with his vocals. But shit, yep. I honestly thought oh god, he was being strung up <laughs> on a table yep. and castrated. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not old. And I'm, I'm gonna go for it. I'm yeah, telling you on, now that this, this feature. I thought he was getting fucked in the ass by I, I don't even know what. Like I, I'm telling you, it just it, when it came across, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what, 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 what is going on with this? They are like he yeah. does have a vocal style that isn't catered to everybody. Um, yeah, I will uh, say that. <laughs> not loose. Uh, yeah, uh, I really actually I quite dig them, especially lately. I've been you know, watching them kind of perform like a few live videos of Warp Tour and that, and they yep. they just look like a really cool band. They 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 look like they're having a good time as well. Um, yeah, that's always good. I quite enjoyed. I actually quite enjoyed their part. I thought his part actually was. I'm gonna go. I think it was the best part of the song. Jeez, oh, okay. And, I actually think before that and leading up to that part in the song, I was quite. It was just a bit of another stray song. It was just kind of another, you know, another simple stray, and there was just nothing else really to it that was really impressing me. And then he came yep. in, and I thought that it's a almost like, and it's funny how like when bands get singers to come on their songs, they try to adapt to sound like that band. Yeah. And it's almost like Stray were like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to get the Knocked Loose singer on, so let's try and sound like Knocked Loose. And it's like, yep. yeah, and, but I thought that, that that actually works really well. Okay. His voice is really good for like, especially for um what I'd call pre-breakdown lines and that, yep. because it's got so much fucking volume and venom behind it. His voice, yeah. And it's like, it's really... It's so easy to distinguish. You can tell it straight straight away. If you know his voice, you'd be like, "That's that's you know that's knocked loose. Why is yep. knocked loose on this fucking straight yeah, guitar single?" But I I quite enjoyed it. You obviously think he was getting sexually assaulted during it. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, I was I was actually concerned. <laughs> well, this this album what comes out in what two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. So if you're a fan of Stray from the Path, like I actually from listening to what they've released so far, I don't see a great change from anything from Subliminal Criminals, their well, last album. Like, I think they've gone way down. I thought really? Subliminal Criminals is a um, massive album. Yeah, well, to me Good at album. least, maybe maybe because I was younger, but to me at least, there was a lot of variety there. I thought that the, I thought that their features were really really good. Yeah, they they nailed the features. Yeah, in that like album. you know Sam Sam Carter, Rue Reynolds. Um, yep. they had on. Few Futurist sound, a guy's big na- ones, eh? name who can't escape me, but uh, names escape me. Sorry, but it was yeah, it's guy for the future of sound, which is a great song as well. Yeah, uh, they yeah they nailed everything for that. I thought they I did. thought the album was really really well done. I don't think there was a filler track as well. They didn't open with a single. It, it had everything going for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I was a big fan of Subliminal Cri- Criminals. Um, 
but I'm just coming from the fact that I, I don't think musically it's changed a lot. Like, yeah, it's pretty pretty similar. To maybe, maybe that's what I'm going for. Maybe it's just it just sounds all the same now. To well, that's me. what I, I, that's what that's what I'm thinking. With yeah, these guys now. Uh, well, yeah. what we'll do is we'll move on to um like a new band, isn't it? Basically, it's, it's, a, it's a new band. <laughs> Jeez, we're excited. Well, okay, so this is uh, Jason Butler's new band. Um, the band's called what? The Fe- the Fever Three Three Three, isn't it? That's it. The Fever Three Three Three. Three. Uh, they've got a new song that's been re- recorded and released called "We're Not Coming In." Um, Nath, come on, give it to me. Let's, oh, oh, I sound real negative today. <laughs> Go on. I don't know if I'm the cynical fuck today, oh, but come I, on, give it the, to me. I heard this, Nick, and I didn't know what to think. I, I, I'm I'm a massive Jason Butler fan, but yeah. Uh, okay, I, I I got a stat for the listeners. Right? Okay, give so, it to me. <laughs> So you got a stat. I've got a stat for yep. this this fucking song. Right? I've got a fucking stat. There are fifty six words in this song, Nick. Well, fifty six different words. Fifty six different words. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, fifty six different words. I can't really, I uh, can't really defend that one, can I? On 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 average, I reckon you're using anywhere from two to three hundred words in a in a song. But these guys, they've gone for fucking fifty six. Yeah, that's a uh, bit bit lazy, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that a bit lazy? Well. Anyone out there that's actually listening to the song, it's quite repetitive. But like you say, it's got a it's got a good meaning behind it, how they've done it. But it, it just it bores me to be honest. Yeah, it's, like, it's not like yeah, it just bores it is. Me. It's very it is very repetitive. It, I understand that it does it does have a lot of like hip hop elements to it. I know yep. it. I know it's trying to do something. I and I, we both said this, but we um. They released a live track basically when they did that show at the donut store. Basically, is they like they're they're coming out show called Hunting Season. Yeah, That's called on. Hunting Season. That sounded amazing. It and did, I, and I thought that this was going to be that song. So actually, so listening to it, it was just like, oh, this is a bit disappointing, isn't it? Um, I don't know why they choose this song. Like, I understand yep. they would obviously have other songs recorded, and I don't know why they go, this is the one we're going to release to the public because it's just not that appetizing and never really. It never reaches that climax. It never, you know, um, that crescendo. It never has that moment. And a lot of it's just him saying motherfucker a lot. It's legit. He says motherfucker about, I reckon, 50 times. But I can see why they've released it. Like, they're they're going, like, it's anti the police force, if you listen to the lyrics. So, like... It's a new one, isn't it? Well... If you actually you listen to the song, you you can probably think it's rage in certain parts. Like yeah, it has you, elements to it, of course. Rage, massive elements and influences on this band, you can tell. But I will admit, I'm quite excited about the project after hearing that song live in the donut shop, Randy's Donut Shop, by the way. Randy's. And saw a couple of fans just going spacko with Jace running around in circles. Look, it's going to be a fun project. Jason Butler's there, and it's it's heavy. Like he's screaming again. Yeah. And after coming from the the Let Live album, which Oh, like we both like the album, but I, I don't know if we're, we're saying we like the album because we like Let Live so much. But yeah, I, it's a lot different to the earlier stuff. This it was, sounds like a little bit of a return. It was a bit more like that with um with that album and w- which was If I'm the Devil. Uh, it was something that you know I enjoyed it. I, yep. I enjoyed a lot of the songs on it. I think that the title track was amazing. I think they had about five or six songs that were really good throughout. Yeah, we both but agree. On that. I don't. I really wish that it was coming from a different band. You know when you listen to certain bands and you want to hear something from it. So when you hear, like I listen to, I listen to Limp Biscuit, right? If I yep. listen to Limp Biscuit, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to hear acoustic songs. I don't like Behind Blue Eyes. I don't want to hear them like change up their sound. I just want to, you know, these guys like if they're good at something, just stay good at that one thing and just yep. fucking take me to that place. You know, those certain bands 
that try to do too much. Yep. And in that, in, if I'm the devil, I, it just seemed that they did. Um, I still really enjoyed it, but if I would have enjoyed it more, I reckon, if it came from a different band because it was more me trying to will it on to, for me enjoying it. It was just like, I wasn't naturally doing it. It was more just, I'm just going to keep listening to this one until I it's enjoy it, which I never think is a natural way to do and natural way to listen to music. If you don't like it in the first listen or two, you're probably not going to like it. And it's just like, you don't want to give it too many listens. That's very, very true. And it's well, well put. But as you say, there were songs on that, which if you're a Let Live fan, you're going to like, but there was a lot there, which people were questioning saying, what, what's going on with this band? But for Jason to be coming back and screaming and sounding like really kind of renewed, like a, it's kind of like he, well he is. He's starting to fresh, starting new. Yeah. Like he's gonna do what he does best. He's dynamic live. He's in your face. He's gonna go crazy live. So he needs songs that are gonna do that. Whereas, as you say, on the devil didn't really have the chance to do that on a lot of songs. Just just on let live. Um, I had a, a guy, the guy I go to uni with. Um found a link to um when we used to play and found out a live show that we did and as we were playing he typed into YouTube bands bands that sound like Let Live and the singer tries to look like Jason Butler <laughs> in the description. And I thought that was oh. a pretty good summary to be fair. Mate. And I was like it was spot it, it was absolutely spot on. Um Cut we've, that. we've got uh one more single before we go into our album, don't we? We have Stick to Your Guns. We yes? do have Stick to Your Guns, one of my favourite bands. Now, so. it's funny, you were saying that counterparts sound a bit like Ghost Inside. I think vocally, Stick to Your Guns sound identical to Ghost Inside. Jesse Barnett, that's, <laughs> that's spot on. He's got a big, big voice and he does sound a lot like the Ghost Inside singer. But this bloke, uh, I'm a fan of this song. Uh, I know most of the songs we've talked about today have been a fan of, but... I'm a big fan of this song, Stick to Your Guns. Okay, give it to me. Give it, what's what's the good things about it? Because I haven't listened to it too much this well, week. Well, here's my um my, my one downer. Okay. The, 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 okay, here's the song track, what it's called. It's called The Sun, The Moon, The Truth, The Penance. That's why I haven't listened to the song. Which I think can go... Like, <laughs> uh, that that just hits me as like, what the fuck? Like, uh, why is it so long? That, that, that shat me. I'm not going to lie, that shat me. Yeah. That, that pissed me it off. Does, it does buck the trend, but because these days, the trend is to have one word songs. Bokeh, which yeah. we just <laughs> talked about with <laughs> counterparts. Exactly. But it, like, it, most bands, like if you look at like, uh, like say Northlane and that, like their yep. last album, most, Citizen. Of, most of them yeah. are just Color, color Wave. Like, yeah, yeah, it's I, so I could go through most of their songs off that album and it's got, it's only one word. It just seems to yep. be like the token thing. Yep. So, I don't, and actually, uh, now they just sound like Panic at the Disco by having a fucking you know, oh, ten, ten sentence uh, song coming in. Well, that pissed me off royally when I heard that. But after listening to the song, they got an album coming out October 13 called True View. Yes. So they've actually released a, an EP earlier this year, which I was a really, really big fan of. They copped a bit of shit from their last album called Disobedient. Um, you weren't a fan, or? I, I was a fan. Like, uh, I think they're like, they just break down. Like they're just a breakdown band. Like they, they are all, not just a breakdown band. They are beatdown. They are a beatdown band. That's that's the description I was looking for there, Nick Brown. Yeah. They are a beatdown band. They play. They have some really really big moments, which I really would like to see live in a pit because you're gonna you're gonna have some fun in there. Well, it's, that's it. I've never really gotten into you haven't yet sticky guns recently, like at, at all really. But yeah, I know. What's the what's holding them back? Because like they they've released a lot. Do you think it's they're at that stage where they're just not going to get there? I don't think they're going to get there, but they do have a healthy fan base, especially in Australia. So like, as a band, like uh, it is hard in this genre to actually break through to be monstrous. And I, I, like unless you're like a data remember, or bring me the horizon, and you got that. Really got that knack for writing a good hook. You got a good lyricist, 
got good music, it's catchy. Whereas these guys, like they're they're kind of in between. Like they're they're not yeah. really heavy enough to be labelled as like a, an August Burns Red Ghost Inside kind of heavy heavy band, and they're not quite soft enough to be an a day to remember bringing the horizon. They're kind of stuck in that that little wedge gap there, but. There should there should be a pretty good market for that, shouldn't well, there? I, I think that, like I, a little bit heavier, but not too heavy. Isn't that like what you want? Especially if you want to take that natural progress, progressive step from like when you start getting into heavy music, when you go yep. from like the a day remembers, and then you step up and like wouldn't stick to your guns be a natural progression? By the way, you're talking at least. Yeah, well, you, you'd think so, but for whatever reason, they haven't quite actually reached that peak yet. But this song. Uh, it's different. Despite its title. Despite its title, it's actually quite different to any of their other releases. I actually really, really enjoyed it. It's a bit heavier than their, their normal stuff, and the actual chorus, is, it was odd. It was, it was, you, yeah. we, we listened to it off air, and it's just... It's it got a really good clean voice. It yeah. has a weird vibe to it. I don't I don't think it's bad, actually. I, I, it, it reminds me of something, but I just haven't put my finger on it yet. Mm. It does have an influence to it, Um. It's kind of a bit more of like, you know, you're putting it under, it's a bit lower, like it's a bit of a lower tone, obviously. It's not yep. really, he's not really going for massive highs in this chorus. Not, it's not the standard chorus you'd expect, which is nothing wrong with that. Yep. I, I think the song's actually pretty good. Like the one thing I've, I guess with um, this band is that a lot of their stuff to me sounds quite similar. And they are. Structurally, they do, a lot, they do a lot of similar stuff and they don't really surprise me too much. No, nah, that's, a, that's a good point there. And um. As you say, like oh, I actually thought this song was a little bit against the grain because their, their yeah. previous album, they did they copped a lot of shit from their fans, like uh, uh, for whatever reason. And the, the release in the the recent release of their EP at the start of the year actually bucked a trend back to going towards hardcore punk. So I'm actually yeah. kind of hoping they go back to that kind of sound with this this album. You can say that they they do they're very very repetitive in what they do. Do you, well, they're, they're a band because they have the clean singer. They have the ability. Well, he, he to, does both. Yeah, okay. Well, they have that ability. That's a fantastic thing. I think that, yep. that's such a marketable tool, having a singer that can do both. But yep. it just it doesn't seem to be that way for some reason. It seems like you're more marketable when you have someone who, like, separate the bass guitarist usually sings. Yeah, 100%. Well, I actually don't think he likes clean singing. He's got a fantastic clean singing voice, but I think that's actually what's holding him back. He doesn't sing enough. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you think that they could start not softening up, but do you reckon they could start being a bit more hook heavy? Or 100%. They need to write better hooks. If they can start appealing to a wider audience, that's where they're going to be it's, making more money and doing funny. better, getting more fans. It's funny how like there are so many bands out there that are fantastic, but that the one thing they struggle with is writing a hook. They can't write a hook, and that's just that's. Some bands are just destined to never be able to write a genuinely catchy hook. Yep. And then you see certain bands that aren't maybe aren't that great, but they write a catchy hook and it's just like, it just seems so simple. It's just like, why can't you just write that? And Amity. it's like, yeah, well, yeah. That, Amity is a perfect example. Like, you yeah, bring me, bring me, been doing, they were doing it since their second album, writing catchy hooks. Yep. And like that carried over once their sound st- um, started changing. It's just like, well, this is a natural progression. I can already write hooks. We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> they remember as well, like these, these massive, these bigger bands in this kind of scene, I like all fantastic writing hooks, and then you have a lot of bands like Stitch to Guns. I know, like Moth to Flames, have this kind of problem. Yep, and this is why they stay like, and they have the ability to have a clean singer because like a lot of bands, obviously, they don't have cleans, and that restricts you, of course, does to an extent. Now, uh, and you know, you see those bands, they just they have the ability to write write a clean singer. Uh, Hook, sorry. Hook, yep. But they just can't do it. And it's just like, I don't know if they're trying to be different or they're just like, and not, you know, in their words, conforming. Or do you think that they're just, they're just not good enough and they just can't really find a way to uh, connect? Well, 
Yeah, I don't know what it is with these blokes because they actually do have the ability. Like they got there's a song called "Against Them All," which I'm pretty sure I showed you back in the day. Which is, it's got a really good hook, but yeah, it's whether I, I don't know whether they think they're scared to do it kind of thing. Like they think they're less hardcore or less punky, like having a, a clean thing. Like I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'd love to see them write a really really big song. But then again, if they do, are they going to be noticed? Like it, every like we we talk about it. If you're a band and you're like, oh, imagine if Data Remember released that song. Well, unfortunately, they like you're who like who you are. Like, are people going to listen to that song when you write it? Like, you, you, like looking back now, we talked about it a few weeks ago, I think, with Lincoln Park. But if you're the Offspring or a band like that, Rise Against, you can write the best song of all time. Who's going to listen to it? Like, a, like yeah. you got to be like you got to be hot. You got to be hot, and when you're hot, you got to capitalize. Like bands like. Bring me in a day to remember of. And as you were saying, I think a couple episodes ago, how In Hearts Wake did capitalise. Oh, I think they missed an opportunity. Yep. Exactly. Um, right, well, we'll move on to our, our final album before we take a break. We'll come back and do our Unify stuff. Um, this is solely you, Nate. You've this been, is. This is a... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to have to be asking questions to you because I haven't, I haven't checked this out on my sheer hatred for pop punk. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, Don't go there. What are you, what are you, you reviewing? You will destroy them. What are you reviewing? Um, and yeah, what's it called? Well, they're a band called Neck Deep Nick. Okay, they played Unified. They did. Uh, they played years ago? two years ago when I saw them. Yeah. yeah. Really excited too. Uh, were they good? They were fantastic, mate. Okay. And they got the POM thing going for them as well. Which They uh, are POMs, yeah. That's that, something that, that surprises me when you actually listen to them. That's my, that's my like big like draw to them. Like They're not an American <laughs> all-time low kind of simple plan pop. Well, simple plan Canadian, but like they're not that kind of... Yeah. It's funny how pom, like poms and that seem to draw, especially us. Like yeah, I, well, I love, I get in particular drawn to, us. <laughs> I get drawn to um, European bands or like, bands yep. that aren't from America. Like just seem to like you could have two bands. If one's from Europe and one's from America, they'd be exactly the same. Yep. I'd probably say the American one's shit and generic, and the European <laughs> one's revolutionary. They're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so what's the um, album called? Uh, what, how many songs are you running? What are we looking at? What's what's the album cover? First, I love I love knowing about the, al- the album cover. You, you, you want to see the album cover? Okay, <laughs> yeah. we, we're going to have a quick look, and I'm pretty sure you're going to hate it, Nick. Yeah, give it to me. Go okay, on. where are you? We're going to get up. Oh, no, get up. Okay, ah, yeah. Okay, wait for it. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Now there we go. We've got it. Oh, that looks. So good. the album is called "The Peace and the Panic." Okay. Not a, not a bad actual. And we just got a sample of it too for about yeah. half a second. Apologies, fans, but um, we'll get flagged for that. No, yeah. <laughs> so next, yeah, it's actually it's a black and white cover, but the cartoony kind of thing. It's it's interesting. It's different. But getting to the album, Nick. Yes, give it to me. Getting to the album, it's uh, I'm a really uh, like. Their previous album, Life's Not Out to Get You, was actually produced by Jeremy McKinnon from A Day to Remember. Okay, well, it seems what well, we had, um, we'll talk on Wage War last episode. Didn't he do he the, did. uh, the Wage War stuff? Produced them. So th- there's there's two bands that you can all check out and be fans of because Jeremy McKinnon's last album with them, I thought was fantastic. Life's Not Out to Get You. There's a couple of really, really like just great songs, pop punk songs, but also like they, they had enough diversity to actually. Like draw you in because they do they, something, don't they? They have got, something they do. a little bit different. Something about them that, Mate, that I don't necessarily hate. It's just not my thing. It, it's not, yeah, and that's fine. Like it, pop punk isn't for everyone. Like, like I actually wrote in my notes, like, does this keep pop punk alive? No, it died a long time ago. But it died a long time ago. But they, there is still a fan base out there that loves pop punk, love Blink One Eighty Two, love Sum Forty One, love bands like that. But these guys, like, 
they are more towards that kind of scale than the heavy pop punk band. But don't like, don't you grow out of that? Like, you do grow it, out okay, of that. Okay, so like, if yeah, like you look at bands like Blink and Green Day and that, and they're like they're just nostalgia acts. They now, are really the offspring. Um, yep. With these bands, it seems like you know the the audience is really like. An un, probably an under 18 or maybe like an yeah. early 20s thing especially yep. on the female side females like, are much more into the pop punk stuff because it's their version of heavy music well you can that, see it at bang if yeah exactly if, like, you go to bang go to on, on a night out and you listen in the, the DJ room and they soon, yeah like, they chuck an all time low track on Dear Maria just, or something like that yeah. like as soon as something pops up like that you know and it's just like they go nuts and like, all the guys are just kind of like what the fuck's this yeah, well, what, maybe that's just us <laughs> <laughs> we are so cynical I love it but um <laughs> neck deep um they like like you say you're talking about they do have something i, I actually think it's quite hard to stand out as musicians in a pop punk band like normally mm. it's all about the vocals so like you you yeah. listen to the lyrics like you got a catchy hook you got a good singer and these blokes they really do the, the, the singer i you might not be a fan but like I, I actually really enjoy his voice there's um you're right about the musicianship there is like maybe that's something i don't really like about pop punk it seems like something that if and I know this isn't true, but I feel like when I listen to it, I'm like, if I practice guitar for a month, I can play half it. these songs. <laughs> like, and I know I couldn't because I'm absolutely like borderline retarded when I try and play guitar. But like, it just seems like it's not difficult. It doesn't impress me. Yeah, that's fair. And like, but vocally, I think these guys are better than most. Yes. Like, in terms of that that area. Yep. Well, and, I, yep. Yeah, you're up. You're up. Well, I actually think the the vocals and the the singing are the highlight of the album. They're okay. actually musically like their last album really impressed me. They got a really good drama, really good guitarist, really good bassist, and seeing them live at Unify really actually showed that they can do it live as well. They they got a couple of really really good songs on that previous album, but like going by what people have spoken about with this new album, it's a little bit of a change. Okay, they're kind of going more towards the pop side rather than the punk side. Like they're they're <laughs> like that's the uh, the. The deadly animal of being a pop punk band, well, that's isn't it? The thing. Like you, you can either like you can go the heavy side, you can go the soft side, and these blokes they had a really good happy medium, as I'd like to call yeah. it on the previous album. But uh, this this new album, the Peace and the Panic, wasn't produced by Jeremy McKinnon, and like whether that's an influence on why this album sounds a little bit different, I don't know. But yeah, it could be. It could well, be. he actually sang on one of the the songs in the previous album. That's cool. Well, it could be a natural progression as well. Who, like, that's true. You know, it's something that you know these guys are pretty big in in Europe. Like, yeah, they, they are. are they're, they're, man, well, they're, the palms, and that makes sense now that you said that because I remember seeing them playing. I think it was Reading and Leeds. I'm gonna say, yep. and they had a massive crowd. Like, there you go. Absolutely massive. And I know most bands get massive crowds Biffy. at Reading and Leeds because there's so many bands, so many people there. But yeah. these guys had a lot of people getting into them. They were singing along. Biffy's another one. Yeah, that, they, they you know, another them. band that like doesn't never gets hasn't gotten big over here. Well, we saw them at Sandwave when they the opening. Well, well that's that's a funny look. Just on that on a side note on Biffy Clyro. Back then, they were headlining, I'm going to say, was it, maybe it was Download, or it was one of the <laughs> massive, massive festivals. Yeah. I mean, it might have been Reading Leeds or, or, or Download. And they came to Australia, and they said, it's really, it's really interesting, because we will headline and play two-hour sets over in Europe. In front of like 50,000 yeah, people. And, and now we're playing the midday slot on the main stage <laughs> in Australia. And they played a sideshow, and they played at the Corner Hotel. And they shows, did. And I think they sold that out, but like it just shows that... Bought a ticket? <laughs> did, you, did you go? Uh, had band practice with us, and I <laughs> Completely forgot about it, but <laughs> you, you got a terrible memory when it comes to gigs. To be fair, um, I'm a shit but back, person. Back on the old, the old neck deeps, um, the, the deepest. If yep. there was one song to uh, show to somebody to try and convince them in, oh, there's a couple, but yeah, um, the, the the massive standout is "Don't Wait." Like that, okay. It actually does have a, a, a guest feature by one of our favorite singers in the Ooh, genre. Who we got? Sam Carter from Architects. Really? Yeah, Sam Carter. That's cool. Okay, was he I good? Oh, well. I reckon it's the highlight of the album. And I'm not just saying that. Like, you're going to think, okay, there's screaming in it. 
you like it more. Uh, immediately, you're going to like it more than it the other like songs. I think but, I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, the actual song itself, uh, the the actual the vocalist for Neck Deep, he really really shines in this song. I, I really love the way he sings it. He sings a little bit different to the other songs, and um, it's a really uh, it reminds me of their previous album, like the, the the kind of elements they play with, like musically. There's a few kind of breakdowny moments, like there's fast moments. It has everything you can want in a pop punk song that you're going to like, and. With the screaming, I can see people live just going nuts to it. Like I can see them screaming the lyrics and actually really enjoying the song. It's called "Don't Wait." It's track six. Yep on the on the album. Is album. It, what about the? Uh, is there much like? You no, know, that's obviously got a bit of screaming on it. What about? Uh, is there variation in there? Is there fillers? Is there? Are they doing open with a single? Or did they do anything that would piss me off? Usually, well, they've released four singles, Nick. Okay, already. Is, like, does one of them which, open, open the album? Well, that on another note, I, 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 I need to talk about this. Band, okay, like, what, what is the right amount of singles to release before you actually put an album out? That's well, a very good question. To be maybe fair. we'll talk about that at a different date. Oh, no, do you want to go into it now? Might as well try. Okay, well, try well, and dissect it now. Well. These blokes have come out with four songs. Like, I, I know you you release a single to get people excited about the album, but one or two, I think, is fine. Because once you get to the album, like, we love while she sleeps. That's probably our favorite album of the year. I, it's one of them. One of them. Yeah. Uh, top five, top three, and they release I think six songs before the yeah, album came out. Which that's the one I was going to go to. I literally avoided. Like, I, I heard the first couple, and I didn't want to listen to the rest for the fact that. When I got the album, you don't want to listen to half the album and know everything, and then the other six songs you're not going to listen to because you don't know them. Exactly, it's it's a weird medium. Like, if let's be honest, okay, I'm going to try and kind of guess this on the top. Yep. I would say you re- <laughs> you release a song, uh, you release a single when you announce the album for yep. a couple of months later. Maybe release one more single. Yeah, with a video of that first one. Uh, maybe release one more single. Maybe or just release one song without a without a video and just be like, here's a song because that won't get as many views as it yep. never does because you don't promote it as much and it doesn't have people need to watch need to want to look at the videos for some reason even though every fucking music video is the same these days. <laughs> uh, but like that seems to be it. I'd go maybe I'd go two. I reckon two is probably okay. good. three maximum. I yep. think anything more than three, you are you're basically taking the piss and you're giving people less reason to buy the album. And I know maybe we're talking at it. From a from an older perspective, considering that like where people like who there's not many people who buy albums still. There's yep. very few. They don't buy out physically or on iTunes because they have Apple Music, and they're just like, why would you buy it on iTunes? <laughs> you, you got Apple Music, Spotify, and all that, and you know. But from an actual like people who like to look at it physically and have a physical copy of it, why would you buy it if you've got what a third or half the album? And you know it yeah. already, and you're just like, well, I've listened to them ten times each. I've got six or seven tracks now. And it's just like I'm not going to pay twenty bucks for six or seven tracks. Like I'm gonna, and I know that the argument would be like, oh, but you buy a coffee for four bucks or whatever. I don't care. This is not. Don't make that fucking <laughs> stupid argument to me. It's not true. Like, I'm, you know, food me, and drinks different. Yeah, exactly. I need that to live. <laughs> so true. And, but it's just, I don't know. I, I, it is a very good argument. Do you? What do you reckon in terms? What would you think is the best way of going about? it? I'm the same. You, you release a single, like whether it's the title track of the album, whatever it is. Especially don't have it as the first song because like people are going to listen to that and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, like, I'm converting I, I, you. I, well, I, I look back to a, an album. It's, it's a long time ago. Alien Air Farm released Smooth Criminal. <laughs> it was the number one. It was a, co- <laughs> it was a cover song. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I made, okay. For my birthday, I made my nana go out and buy this album. I, I had no idea. The, was that Anthology? Anthology. And I fucking, great, great I, I look back now and I, I still listen to that. It's a fucking good album. But, um, I look back at that and like I, I remember listening like as a kid. I think I was seven or eight years old, and I, I'm listening to this album, and 
every track, I'm like, this isn't Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, actually, uh, this is cool. Uh, this is great. And like from there, they had Smooth Criminal. I think it was the last last song or the second last song on the actual album. And yeah. that was just so smart because like you're going to have people listening to this whole, well, hopefully listening to the whole album. I think Disturbed did it with um The Sound of Silence. It wasn't at the start. Yeah. So like people are going to listen like to your album before they listen to the single. Well, I think one to two is fine. Anything over that three you can get away with, but over three it's overkill. Yeah, especially if you're putting videos out to it. Yeah, like, like you know, maybe maybe two videos and one just release it with the album cover in the background of the YouTube thing, like you know as I usually do. Yep. I know some bands do that. I don't think that that's too much of a bad idea. You're right about like it is one of those things that like where do you place your singles as well. In the album, because yeah. as as I you know will I'll defend it the day I die. You should never put a single first. It's the dumbest idea you could ever have. Maybe the maybe the uh, the local of the band you are, the more you can you'll get away with it a little bit more. But yeah, it's like justice. Off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll still piss me off a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I always like, and I think that um, while she sleeps, found a way. You know, like they released what oh, six songs was it? Yeah, it was a like, shitload. Uh, too many, to be fair, and. For some reason, but they they found a way to space them out. At least they spaced them out. They didn't put them all in one hit. So they um, if you're gonna release say say you release three, we'll say yep. put it at fucking four, nine, and twelve. Well, the Offspring have always mastered that. Exactly, they're really good at that, and they, they don't are. they don't um they don't like like to open with things. They like to you know open with a banger, but a banger that you're good, you're not no you don't know. All their opening in. tracks are my favorite songs, Nick. They're the best. They're they the, are. They're, they're, they are. They're the kings of, I could talk for four hours about the Osprey being the greatest band of all time. Jesus. But, <laughs> but you're you're right about the single thing. I, it's just that crazy line that, you know, I understand why bands do it. They want to promote the album as much as possible, but you're it's like you're doing that while contradicting and like, you know, basically fucking your fans over, your actual fans. Like you're, you're too busy trying to search for new fans yep. while you're kind of hurting your, your current fans. You're just like, well... I'm just not going to give you guys the fucking money for it now. <laughs> but yeah, like, so other than that, you know, they've released what, four songs, was it? Four songs yeah, they, they released four songs and um, the, my favorite song wasn't one of the, the singles, which is great, but... um, That's always good as well. The quality of songs is always a tough one Yeah, because there's so many times that the best songs will be released before the, before the album comes and out. And then you listen and you're like, oh, this is crap. Yeah, I remember yeah. when uh, Vanna... Uh, Vanna, Vanna. That, oh, we were, geez, yeah, we were amped for that. They later. released three songs that were, um, I thought they were all fantastic, and there was not a song even close to that on the album. And I was just like, this is. Um, I couldn't name one song this, after that. Yes, yeah, disappointing. It was just like, and and they, you know, to the credit, they didn't open with one of their songs. That, those yeah, songs, that was so smart. That was <laughs> they were, I think it was three or four songs in, they yeah. actually had like the original stuff. But yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's just like, it's crazy to try and predict the perfect way to do it. Yeah. And it's hard, especially in the modern age with so much technology, so much access to music and like YouTube, Facebook, like Twitter, you like, you got so many things you can jump on to see what a band's doing, what they're not doing. Like, especially like even SoundCloud, you jump on SoundCloud and listen to a few songs, but like 30 second snippets, what's wrong with a 30 second snippet? Like, like that's old school, isn't it? <laughs> I, well, I, I don't mind that. Like, you, like yeah. I remember bullet for my Valentine, like they fell off the perch and like off the tree. They were massive band. The, the mid to late two thousands, and they released a thirty second video. I think it was for Fever, or no Fever, or Venom, Venom, yeah, 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 yeah. Venom. It's a while, and it was back to them screaming, and like yeah. that got the fans talking, got the fans amped. Like thirty seconds, like it's a tease. You're not going to hear the hear the full song, but when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, that's from that song. Well, that's it. And even if you release that song, you can you can actually like tease it, and it, and it can postpone and it can build the anticipation. Yeah. And other bands will release two singles in that month while one band will release a teaser and then a month later will release it for the full track of it 
and at least it builds something to it. And yeah. it's like instead of releasing two tracks, I remember Northlane doing this for um, a Blisk. Um, they released yeah. a teaser for that. Uh, the, yeah. the first thing that came to my head, there was about 20 second teaser to that. And then about three, four weeks later, they released the full song. They did that with Rot too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, it's a, it's smart marketing. And like Northlane had done some good things. have done some things that sound good and haven't worked out, unfortunately. When they released the album just out of nowhere, yep. it kind of didn't work too well for <laughs> sales-wise. It didn't work out. It was cool um, to, for me at least. But yeah, um, that's just a cool way of going about it. Um, Overall, but this album, we're kind of going off track a bit. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> have the neck deep, but getting back to the album, like we, we a previous comment and actual little debate that we had about writing a hook. These blokes have that knack. They okay. they they can write a really really good hook, whether it's a soft song, a heavy song, or just a, a punk song. I, I really really like respect and like them for that. But a couple of other songs in Bloom that just released a video for that. Check that out. And you know, I'm a cynical fuck when it comes to acoustic songs, but like. Yep. These blokes on their last album was a song called November. Okay. That was probably in my top three songs on the album. And this one, they got a song called Wish You Were Here. Like, I know it sounds like, yeah, Wish You Were Here. Like, yeah, fucking mm, yep, yep. Preaching in the choir, fucking, all right. Yeah, yeah. But like, okay. these blokes, they just got a knack for writing acoustic songs that are catchy and they're actually good. A Day to Remember are the same. I, I, I'll hate A Day to Remember acoustics till the day I die, but... They draw people in, and they all are pretty catchy, and they're all pretty good. These guys are the same. Yeah, well, that's good. At least it brings up a bit of variation, as I was saying before. That's the perfect element, and that's why, that's why, like you know, I'm as I was saying before, justice. I'm not expecting justice for the Dan to come out with a acoustic, <laughs> acoustic song, song, although no. that would be cool. Like yeah. that'd be interesting to look at. Oh, but yeah. when you are a pop punk band, you do have that. Um, you have a bit more of a license to go a yeah. little bit softer to their acoustic, or you can go a little bit heavier to, like, to kind of the more punk vibe, or like, you know, like that's kind of that's your license. You can go pop, acoustic, or punk, and it, it seems like well, especially with the Sam Carter thing, it looks like they've gone kind of all three ways, which is half decent. Would you um, are you going to give this one the first buy? Because I haven't no. listened to it, so this would be a big call if you did. I I, I was a, I'm a, a lot closer I'm still going to convince people Justice for the Damned if you're going to buy an album from the ones we've gone through Drake Through the Dirt that's the one to buy Neck Deep definitely check it out uh, The Peace and the Panic uh, I wouldn't buy it no I, I've bought their previous album and the previous album shits all over this one <laughs> in quality okay. but um, I, I am a fan Like uh, they're good at what they do Like you're there, there to listen to pop punk you're going to enjoy it so they've got a good, vo- good singing good music enjoy it Beautiful. Okay, so what we'll do is we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back. We're going to do our full Unify 2018 predictions. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Oh, Nathan, as I sip on this furphy that you've so kindly provided for me. I have. This is a um, this is a very exciting time. I think by the time that our next episode comes out... Is it the night after? It's... No, nah, next, oh, week, next week is bad. when it, it's all kicking yeah. down. The next first. Tuesday? Yeah, sounds, sounds about right. Our next Tuesday. Thursday. Next Thursday, Thursday. sorry. Sorry. My next bad. Thursday, um, we're going to have the official announcement of Unify 2018. Three years deep we are of this festival. We are. Um grown significantly since its initial one it has um fantastic to see as you thank thankfully fucking predicted that they are not increasing the capacity yep um you know you were saying that it was basically like if they had to they would have to change venue yeah a oh, big time like where would they where would they go uh, uh well the actual uniqueness of it is being down in tarwin lower like in That's gippsland exactly it, yeah. being like you're out in like in like 
the skips practically. Like you, you, you're so far away from the action. Like you're down near the, you're probably 10, 15 minutes from the beach, which is the best part. But civilization out there isn't, <laughs> the, <laughs> there isn't a lot of people well, out there. That's all I'm going to say. That's that's the idea of these new this new wave festivals because yeah, you don't want it in the city because yeah. that's why all these massive fish festivals died is because people are sick of going to the city. They, they go there so often and it's yeah. so easily accessible that they want to make a weekend out of something. And like, you look at the groove in the moves, you look at Splendid in the Grass being where, where it is, Falls, um, Rainbow Serpent, um, Earth Core out the fucking bush. Like, yeah. there it's, there's something cool very like right now about going out to somewhere that you will never go throughout the year and you're yep. just like this time of year we're going here we're going and, to it's like, and it's almost like going to a new country because it's just like so different from where you're actually from and yeah. it's like it's just like it's its own little paradise but we'll get into our talks of actual predictions um, Nathan I'm just going to give you straight up oh no who will be the headliner or headliners oh because I've got three okay so <laughs> Well, if we're talking headliners, are we got an Australian headliner or an international? What are, what are you looking for, mate? What are you looking uh, well, for? this is all you. I'm, I'm well, gonna... la- well, last year was Alexis on fire, which like... There was uh, three uh, headliners uh, last year. Well, I'm just saying, but the, the one at the top was Alexis. And yeah. I, I'm just going to say, whoever's listening, I, I'm not sure if it was you, but I don't think I saw on any post on Facebook about Alexis on fire being the headline band. And like, they were just... It's it an awesome announcement, yeah. but like I did not expect it. Nah, if you know it what I mean? Crazy, so like, it was crazy out of the blue, to be fair. Like I, I can predict today. I think a data member is going to play, and then really, like, oh, no, you think they will? Okay, like, yeah. I, this is a figure expect. But like I could say a data member is going to play, and like, like just as a fuck off statement, but like then they they could, but like no one's saying it. Like no yeah, one's really that, saying data member. They're, the they're too. They're, they're, they're probably too big to do it. Isn't that the best thing about predicting someone out there? Because if you get it, then you can be like, fuck you, cunts, I fucking pick that. That's so true. As opposed to if you <laughs> pick someone who's usually going to play, then it's like, well, you know, they'll expect to play, so who cares? Well, okay. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Go well, on. Well said. But um, my my Australian headliner, I, I saw him two years ago. Winston came out with blonde hair, so that Ooh, gives it okay. away. I think Parkway. Parkway Drive this year, uh, I've heard... Stuff all about them, Nick, to be totally honest with you. I, I don't know what they're doing. Are they in Europe? Are they in America? What are they doing with their lives? That's actually very true, actually. I haven't heard actually fuck all from them as well. Are they, That's the best music? part. Have they got new music coming I, out? I don't or? even think they... Like, there's... It's that quiet on Parkway. Like, they, they had a massive 12 to 18 months when, when they released Irie or Aya, however, however you want to say it. Yeah. Aya. So, they did massive amount of touring and... They're one of those bands that have like they've made their money from touring. They're, they've worked their asses into the ground. Like they, they 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 love it. They live for it. And obviously, the last twelve months they've actually had a bit of R and R. And they've well, maybe they're probably right. they're probably writing, aren't they? Well, that's the best part. They're going to be writing. So like, who knows? They might have a an album coming out the, the time of Unify early next year. Who knows? But I, I, I'm really really big. I'm big on the Parkway bandwagon for this 2018 lineup. Like. Two years, like they didn't play last year, so that automatically gives them a chance. That's fair. I think, I think that they won't play it just because. Yeah. I think two years is not enough for like. I, it's big, okay when a you're a lower, huge, yeah. Okay. When you're a massive yeah. band, you can. Oh, you can't like just come back every second year. I feel like that's one of the things that Soundwave got wrong. They kept on bringing yep. bands in every second year, and it kind of fucked them up in the long run. Yeah. Um. Well, you run out. You run out of bands. Don't you? Well, that's it, especially Australian bands. Well, like that's what I'm looking at now with Unify. Are they going to reach out to different? genres like we, we 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 touched on it like off air with a band who i'm predicting I, i'd love to say it's a it's a left field pick but a band like living end that'd be a great pick to be fair i think that's someone that 
everyone knows a bunch of Living End songs. It doesn't yep. matter who you are. And considering that they got a band like Body Jar last last year, yep. I think that that's not a terrible pick. In all honesty, I think that you know they they do like to reach out. Um, something you yeah. You know, and on that, I want to make my predictions. Considering that they got. Violent Soho and Luca Brasi mm. last year. I'm going to say that they continue this trend. I'm going to say that they go for basically the two other bands on that kind of scene. Stoner alternative kind of grunge. Ex- exactly. I'm yep. going to go Smith Street Band and Ooh. I'm going to go June Rats. I think that those two will be playing. They won't headline, of course, but I think that... They're June, a draw. I think June Rats would be the perfect band considering the amount of people that I saw wearing Scott Green t-shirts or singing <laughs> Who the Fuck Scott Green and I never heard the song going into that uh, this year's festival. I was furious at whoever Scott Green was. If I met somebody named Scott Green, I would have knocked him out there and then... <laughs> And oh, it was horrible, and I wasn't even having an acid trip as well. It was the worst part of it. But yeah, I, oh. I feel like we might have to continue that kind of trend. I feel like that's something that will be the start of being able to broaden out in a few years' yeah. time. It's a good, yeah. little, it's a good little base to put in. But um, yeah. who else you got? Well, as I said, so Parkway, like those two that you said, are really, really good ones for Australian acts and. Smith Street Band, that's a that's a good one, dude. That, that that's a quality. Well, and they also play every other fucking festival. They in do Australia. They, they, they play yeah. everything. So, and I'll give my headliner prediction. Sorry, okay. um, I'm gonna go with Amity. I Ooh. In, if I was booking, and this is me, this is my uh, fantasy booking year. I would hold off on Amity until next year to make it the fifth year anniversary. So if you're their manager right now, you'd tell them. Okay. Yes, I like that, but I just think I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the options. I think Northlane will not play because they just they're touring in October. They've done. Well, a they've already done two. Uh, there's no. I don't think, and they played last year exactly. And there's no point in them playing again. They're too big to play again. Like yep. it'd be too much. I think Amy will play. Not only will they play, but they will play an album in full. Whether that's Young Bloods, whether that's Chasing Ghosts, I just think that this band. They're, when when certain bands tour all the time, they lose a lot of their interest. Yep. I think, especially considering that Am- th- this festival is an over 18s festival. Yep. Understand that most of Amity's fans are like, you know, when you start out as an Amity fan, it's usually around that 15 to 16 range. Yep. So if you're over the age, and I, I, you know, as I said before, Amity, you are, there are cycles of Amity fans. Yep. Every album cycle, you are a different, at, at every different age group, you are a different kind of fan. I feel like if you were to do an overratings festival where you could drink and do all that, bring some fucking nostalgia into your set instead of playing your standard one that you're going to play every other time. Yeah. Why, why don't you play all of Young Bloods or all of Chase and Ghosts, either one, whatever you want, and then come back and play your classics. And then you can play you know, a few of your newer ones and that, and you know, work that in. You give them an hour and a bit. I think that that's something that at least would be different and it would actually make me interested in seeing them yeah. rather than having them come in and just play this standard set because I know what the they new. played. Yeah. They play the same songs every time, I'm sure. Yep. It's same like Hands Like Houses. They play yep. the same songs every time. I'm sure they're not going to surprise me. And it's just... It's just boring. It's like, and now because they've got so many albums, yep. they're going to be playing more newer ones and older ones. So I'm going to be, I'm not going to watch them if they did play their normal set. <laughs> but um, on top of that, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the international range. Oh, um, a band that we reviewed their song last episode. It's Chikari. Oh, okay. I called. You've them, been big on this for a few years. now. Yeah, last okay. year I really wanted them to headline until they announced their tour. I thought they was the perfect sized headliner. Yep, Lexus was great, and I thought that was a really good choice. But on an international scale, they've got a new album coming out. Mm, um, in, timing's right. Yeah, yep. timing seems okay with this. 
I just and also they have the um the uh, the option of making like a ten years a ten year anniversary of one of their albums as well. Take to the skies. Um, mm. again, it's two thousand eighteen at the time, so I guess cool, that doesn't cool. make too much sense. <laughs> but yeah, but like announcing, yeah. but like with a new album coming out, it does make a it does make a lot. They love Australia. They have a massive following in Australia. They're a band who would draw a significant amount because they are the perfect form of what you would call a festival band. They are a band that a lot of people, if you don't want to, like a lot of people like a lot a few Enterscarra songs, but they're not massive fans of. So they'd be like, oh, I'll check them out at a festival. You know, there's so many bands that I've, I've seen at festivals, they wouldn't pay full price for a, an actual ticket. But I think Enterscarra make fit that bill. And my last one, who I'm going to go for, for absolutely no reason. I just think that, you know, with Alexis on fire, I don't mind going through a bit more of an older band. Left, okay. Um, not band. really left field. It's just a bit yeah. more of an, like a bit more, a bit more aged, a bit more seasoned. Yep. Uh, under yep. Earth. Under Earth. Oh. Uh, under Earth. Just no Jeez. reason. Absolutely no reason. I got nothing for this. It's just, left why not? Field. Like, why, why not try and appeal to that old, like, you know, you're going to, Amity's going to appeal to your, what I would consider your 18 to 24. Uh, I think Enter Shikari is going to p- appeal for turning your 18 to 26 or something like that. Yep. And then I feel like you need that extra kind of that 25 to 30 kind of range because you're not going to get too many people over the age of 30 coming to Unify. Yep. So I feel like that this could fill that void and then you have other bands to go with that. Um, back to you, Nave. Who are we going for? Give me, give me, some, uh, give me some names. Well, I know... I myself, along with probably anyone listening and Go on. who's been on Facebook on the Unified page, and I see it every year. Oh no! I'm telling Nick, this is the year that Architects play. I, no. I, 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 I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're gonna say. They played earlier this year. I did go see them. Yep. Did go see them. Fantastic, Sam Carter. Also, we're gonna discuss him a bit later. But every year, I'm convinced that Architects are gonna play. And I'm telling you that this is the year this, that they are going to play Architects. Architects are literally the most requested band every year for <laughs> Unify. They really it's are. Just, and it's almost like they take the piss by jumping on tours and then and doing their yeah, own. Yeah, they tease us, mate. Uh, I would be with you. I, I would love for them to play. I have no, like, there's nothing... You think that the, the earlier gigs just done it? Yeah, I just, that's yeah. exactly it. I feel like when you're traveling from Europe, Once it is a, a long kind of way. It's a 24-hour flight, basically. Yep. And if you're going to come out to a country like Australia, and you're only going to have, you know, if you if they came out, they'd have a festival date, and then they'd do a few side shows, of course. They would, yep. But if they're going to do that, they want to have, you know, at least a, you know, a bit more kind of buzz behind it. They have no new music as mm-hmm. of what I think. I don't think they're going to drop anything anytime soon. Nah, um, they might, right. who knows. Yeah. But like, there is a chance. I'd love them to play. I say all this, like wanting them to get announced, but I just don't think it's the timing's exactly right. But who else, who else you got? Oh, well, it's a bit of a left field pick, that one, especially considering that they are like, you know, they've played early this, uh, this year. They have, but um, I think they're one of those bands that'll play in Australia once a year. They do uh, love Australia. Yeah, so. that's what I, I think that might be the time they do there. Although when I did see him in Canada, they uh they said that um Canada's a place that um I would consider moving to. Oh, and, okay. And I yelled out saying, "You said that in Melbourne, you dumb cunt!" Oh, <laughs> oh god! He, you were that guy. And, no, I was, and everyone you looked, were that guy. Everyone looked at me and they're like, "Where's Melbourne?" Oh my like, god! Fuck. Get back on your fucking mooses or your camp. Oh, what, what are they riding? Fucking Canada mooses. I'm gonna go mooses. Dick. Yeah. dick. <laughs> Okay, oh, well, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to go a few smaller kind of bands, but we've spoken about them before. I think Deadlights, if they don't get announced for Invasion, which they're, they're like 
Can you play both Invasion and Unify? That's a question that, I'm going to raise. That's a great you. question because I was gonna I was gonna raise that a bit later on. But okay. Because when you, I think, and first of all, I say there was no to me. It wasn't a surprise that Soundwave died very soon after Unify started. Yeah. I think that they they took a lot of those bands, and it turned out that basically, if you played Unify, you couldn't play Soundwave. It was kind of that thing because you didn't want to play twice in in the space of two months or whatever. Do you think that there's going to be a stage because you know Invasion isn't at that stage to me yet? It's still like Unify. You're going to look at Invasion and be like, it's pittance. Like, a, like yeah, a, a, but, it's fantastic. You're supporting the scene, but like. You're no rival to us. But do you think they're going to get to a stage where it's going to be like, if you play Invasion, you don't play Unify? Because I wanted to say a burden on my list, and I originally did, but now that they've been announced for Invasion, for, what, for whatever reason, I have no, there's no backing behind this, but I think that they're off. I, I say that while saying that Alpha Wolf and Justice for the Damned will both play. Oh so it's kind of like, there's no real backing behind, but I feel like with the smaller bands, especially if you play one, I don't think they'd be looking at you because there's so many other bands to look at. And, you know, it's one of those things. Like, do you think that there's going to be a stage where, or is a stage now that if you play Invasion, Unify might look and go, man, like, you know, we won't worry about signing her. Well, to be honest, like, I can see your point of view with that, but I think with bands up and coming, especially Justice for the Dam, Alpha Wolf, bands that have been announced for Invasion, any chance you get to play in front of an audience, I reckon they're going to jump at it. And especially when you're, like, we're not talking about bands like Trophy Eyes, Hands Like Houses, in Hearts Wake, bands with a big profile behind, and we're talking about bands that are up and coming. So Invasion yeah. Fest is kind of underground. I'd like to say, like it's it's kind of Unify would definitely know about Invasion. Of course they would, but like I think if you're not, if you don't have a big enough profile yet. Like if you're building your profile, Unify playing in front of like you're not going to play in front of the full crowd of seven and a half thousand people, but like a chance to play in front of a couple of thousand people, like a band like Justice for the Damned. I'd be excited to see them. Well, I'd see them at Unify, like after listening to this album. Yeah. And they've already been announced for Invasion. They're actually one of my predictions. I, I do think Justice for the yeah. Damned, I think they got a lot of momentum behind them now. Like signing with Grace, I, I don't know how that's going to actually pan out Like with Polaris having them, like well, Grayscale having Polaris and Justice the, and a few of these. Polaris are on Resist. I resist. My yeah, bad, Polaris, my bad. Yeah. But like, is... They're going to be a kind of grayscale versus unified kind of oh, like a, a surely bit, not. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it should be because okay. when, they are like when you book bands, you can't book based on their um, where they are signed. It is okay. beneficial to you. I'm sure yep. you would be offered more if you were signed to that label. But if you're looking, you know, at the grand scheme of things, they want to. They want more people to come. They want to. Uh, they want, and also they might want to poach bands off. Like you know, maybe they want to. Like they might be like, "Oh, keep you know, we'll keep inviting them because we actually see a potential in this. We yeah. might be able to sign three or four years time after they're like the the contract's done. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, okay. I'll round off a few Australian bands that I think are going to be playing as well. Um, Polaris, I yep. think will play. We both agree I on that. Didn't like. You know, I don't think Ocean Grove will play just because nah, I think nah, they played the last two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that, no. I think Unify have a two years and you don't play rule. I think. They have, they've done that so far. No bands played three years in a row. Uh, Justice, I agree. Elf Wolf, I think. I think Cursed Earth just being signed. I yep, think that's smart. Agree on that. Belhaven, I think, will play. I okay, think, yep. I'm a bit more out there going with Ivel. Um, Ooh, I think they, they have said it's going to be heavy, Nick. Every, yeah, that's exactly. That's one of the big reasons. And also, every year, I kind of think that they should play. For some reason, they haven't. Deadlights, I agree with. Hellions, I think, will play. Ooh, okay. Um, they didn't play last year. I don't think for memory... Um, in terms of bands getting back together, there's always a band doing that. I think Barry and Verona will be that band. It might be Hand of Mercy. I, I feel like they're the true one. that I've said as well. Yeah. Yep. Um. They. Uh, I think Hacktivist will play. 
I um, hacktivist coming over. Unified think, band. Yeah. yeah, well, they're a unified band. They, it makes sense for him, especially if you know if, if architects did play. It makes sense for those two. Yeah, to bring a them both show, out together. Sideshow together. Well, they're friends. Well. They're good friends, aren't they? Exactly. Those two, so. um, I, I do think there's going to be like because they keep telling me how it's going to be a very heavy fucking festival. Mm. It's going to be the heaviest ever. Uh, I think there's going to be a fuck off heavy band. I'm going to go with Attila. Okay. Um, I just think that it's going to be like Attila, Amua, or Sworn In. I think those are going to be one of the one of those three, or yeah, like one of those fuck off heavy bands. I'm probably forgetting some, but like I think that you know they're going to have one of those ones. I think there's a market for that, especially now. Um, as well, yeah, back on the Australian bands, I think that Hands Like Houses will play, unfortunately. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, yeah. I, they don't have anything better to do. In Hearts Wake as well, don't think they have anything fucking better to do. <laughs> I think, I, I'm convinced that In Hearts Wake are going to play. I, I just, I've got a really, really big feeling that they're going to play, Nick. What else are you going to do? Like, what, they got nothing else. <laughs> well, like, I've just got up in front of me. I've got the, the previous three lineups and... They played two of them. Well, they have. That's what I mean. But also, like, I, I see a band, like, Make Them Suffer, like, being a heavy yeah. kind of festival. Yeah. Like, they've just released an album. Like, they're jumping on a tour. But, like, I can also just, see them... Definitely, yeah. I think that's a good one to put on. Yep. I think that uh, on the international front, I actually think that um, the Wonder Years might play. I've seen those blokes. That's a very, like, uh, it's very out there considering I have no fucking affiliation. Yeah, I have no affiliation dude. with this band and I'm just going to put out the one years. I feel like, you know, they like to go for that kind of pop punky kind of band, like that area. Like they like to touch on that, especially that they did that more two years ago than what they did last year. Yeah, well, year. the pop punk was the second one, the second festival you're Yeah, right. um, so, but it's I not think... Alive, I Nick think, yeah. Deep, State Champs, bands like that, it's, yeah. I feel like they might have a band like that on. I think Brand New might play. They're another one. And August Burns Red is also... Well, they're, they're on my list, August Burns Red. Yeah, yeah. I think that... I looked at it and I looked at last year's lineup and I saw every time I die and I thought, this year they'll have a band that's fucking pretty damn good and pretty damn technical. And I think the August Burns Red might just fit that bill. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Nutcase is live too. Imagine seeing them with like Parkway on the same night. That'd just be... Well, yeah, that's, that's actually... Because you imagine that's... Um, could you imagine a sideshow with those two? Nah, they probably would play. But... Man, I like... That, that... We can dream. We yeah, can. Like that's. Um, I'll, look, I've been hogging up all the other uh, predictions at the moment. What? Uh, anything else you got? Well, I've actually got a few international bands that you, you didn't lock on, but they're unified bands. Look, straight from, no, straight from the path. They're not unified, but us. We've done a review on them today, and they got the album coming out September eighth. Makes called sense, doesn't it? Only death is real, and yeah, I, I reckon it's a perfect chance. Look, it is like Soundwave really, really opened an opportunity for bands internationally to come out to Australia to jump on the tour. Like, like some bands aren't quite big enough to actually come out and do their own tour. But like, if you jump on a festival, it's a perfect opportunity to come out and play to but, like yes. your audience and grow your audience. But that's not... why that's why touring died so much after Soundwave died. That was the problem. Yeah, so many bands wanted to um would just jump on that, knowing mm. that they'd be able to do a sideshow with another international band and kind of get that audience as well as getting a big festival crowd because festival crowds you always draw in people that you they do. wouldn't because yeah. you, they don't have the option of paying for it. They can just rock up and be like, fuck it, let's just check this band out. It's like me seeing Gore. I got slimed. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I just went to get slimed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't listen to any songs. But didn't, didn't listen to any songs. I'm just like, oh, I've been gored. Okay, so straight for the path. I think that's actually a good pick to be yeah, fair. Um, I think I, I've got one of our favorites on this show. Go on. The Japs. Crosswave. They are the prodigy on crack. Ah, crossfade. Okay, <laughs> I've got, I've got crossfade. Could, ba- could baby metal play? 
Oh, jeez. Tell you a... what, they got, they got uh, rumoured coming into um, all the, the latest Soundways. They oh, were no. rumoured every year, but they didn't play. Uh, probably not. But um, yeah, Crossface is a nice one. I think that they're, um, they're a big chance. It's, any other unifies? Well, I have said Living End, but there's another left of field. It's not really left of field. They're in the genre, but Devil Wears Prada. They're more international Ooh, band. I like that. No one, like, I haven't seen anyone post about them. They've got 2.3 million likes on Facebook, Nick. And like, yeah. can you name five songs? I couldn't name five songs. And these blokes have such a big following. I've seen them live. Like, pretty, there you go. They're pretty good. Yeah. But, um, okay, so... Are they big enough to be a headline? Oh, in Australia? Like, 2.3 million likes, I know, but like... What, well, at Unify? Yeah. I'm oh, not even close. No. So Devil Devil's Devil's Prada. Prada, they would be halfway down the bill to me. You're kidding me. 2.3 million? Yeah. 2.3 million. Okay. So they, they, well, okay, put it this way. In 2000, what was the last year the sound wave happened? 2015, of Mice and Men played a show. They um they headlined. Atreyu played as a, the main support. Yep. And Devil's Wear Prada played as the, the opening band. It's third. Yep. Yeah. So like, it's, I, I don't see, if they can do that, they haven't, there's no way they've gotten bigger since then. Yep. So if they did play, which I actually think that's a really good pick, to be fair, but I don't think that they will. On that note, I was just saying, bands like, do you think there's a chance of them bringing in bands like, you know, an Amice and Men or a, like more more of the um the scene kind of bands like Pierce the Veil or something like? Do you think there's a chance of them going down that route? Because I, there yeah. is a space like with all these bands, international bands, we're picking. We've only picked one or two big ones, so mm. there probably isn't room for another like, you know. And every time I die, let live kind of bracket you know that kind of um under the headliners maybe the ghost inside um pray to god but like is there any like do you think there's a chance of bands like that coming in or do you think that's a bit uh overreaching i reckon the mice and men's a great one i <laughs> we haven't talked about that but mice and men like obviously with the the new singer well not the new singer but the bass is taken over as the clean and the scream singer I'd be excited to see them. Like I said to you, I reckon he's got a great voice. He's got a really, really good voice. And to see them live, whether that can translate on tape to live in action, like him singing and screaming live, I don't know. Like Apparently, Boyle reports he's fantastic live, but like playing bass, clean singing, and screaming at the same time, tough gig. that's going to take a toll on him. So I honestly think he'll branch out as the actual front man. And that's a good pick. The Meister Man would be fantastic as the headliner. Like, you, you, well, they, they, they'd be a third. They're probably the third on, third headliner kind of thing. Well, it'd be Alex, good. Like, they'd be a good. Like, well, you, you look at Alexis on fire. They're not even. I don't. I think they're just over a million likes. But they are, They came out before the the Facebook era. In that they way. did. That's, that's and that's they true. and they have a lot of nostalgia to them. Where whereas Mice and Men, while they haven't played since without since Austin, 15, obviously, yeah. and without Austin, which is a big draw. I that's think, that. That look, if if say Amity played, which I go for, or, pa- or Parkway played. Yeah. Um, that you played, they wouldn't be above them. No way in hell. They'd be second or third. Well, that's the thing with this festival. The Aussie bands are always going to be up there, up the, the top. Like Parkway, like I look at the previous three years, like, so you got the first year, Amity Affliction with North Lane in Hearts Wake. Obviously it was purely Australian that year, but after that, Parkway driving Hearts Wake tonight alive. Then you have your three international, three of the internationals, Neck Deep, Sea Chance, straight from the path. And last year, well, Alexis were that band, as you say, pre-Facebook. They are a massive band. They've got yeah. a lot of fans. But then you got, like, Violent Soho, North Lane, and that's before Every Time I Die. Yeah, and exactly. Let Live. And Every Time I Die is, a ma- like, a big band. Yeah, I think, well, Every Time I Die, Let Live, that kind of international level band is what, we, um, what we're what we missing in our predictions right now. Well, uh, maybe it might have been could fit in there, like, depending, depending how much. Well, that's where I think Prada fits in. You reckon Prada fits in there? It's big. Well, big call. Well, I'm going to look... Like, I just think two point three million likes. They got to be. Yeah. They got to be doing something. But they're not doing much in Australia. Like they're not really. That's the thing. But that's the thing. I, I, I'd love to see the reaction. 
I, I, I'd love to see. Like, they are the, they're left the field, but like, I look at every time I die, 263,000 likes. Big band, but they're a lot. They're bigger than Australia, and definitely a lot more popular. Considering like every time they come out, they come out once a year. To be fair, and they always sell out their tours. They do, and they're fantastic at what they do. The fans of Keith Buckley's the greatest singer of all time, besides uh, Chino Marino. Oh well. Wow. Okay, so what I wanted to present to you because I think that there's a. Um, there is the chance. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I think there is a chance for Unify to go for a more, I, I guess you call it a scene route. I'm going to call, yep. I'm talking bands like a Mice and Men. I'm talking bands okay. like Pierce the Veil. I'm talking bands along that kind of realm. Do you think that they could do that considering that those bands probably aren't big enough to headline, but are big enough to draw without, you know, without being the top bill? I think most definitely. I think of Mice and Men to be a really, really, really good one if you're looking into that scene. Falling in Reverse, another one. Escape yes. the Fate kind of bands. Um, whether they want to go down that route, I, I honestly don't know because they've talked about going really, really heavy. So if they're going to go down that path, they've already gone down the pop punk fa- pop punk <laughs> path with um, Neck Deep and State Champs coming out. So if they were to go the scene, like the scene kind of route, bands like that, Mice and Men, I'd love to see a band like Asking Alexandria. I think they'd be a really good one now that Danny, is it Worship or Worship? Worship, whatever his name is. Who cares? He, he's back in the band. I, I'd love to see them out. I, I reckon, like we saw him at Soundwave, then Asking Alexandria, like with the original lineup, I, I reckon they'd be really cool. I, Mice and Men the same. Like, I, there is a draw there, isn't there? Oh, big time. Especially with them coming back into the band. And they never really talk about Australia. Like, they haven't really announced anything. Definitely. Well, um, I know you were saying before um, about the Devil's Wears Prada yep. being a chance. Because, I like, this is a weird one to me. Because you reckon they're going to build... If they came, they'd build pretty highly, yeah? I think they'd be in the top three to three to ten. Three to ten? Not That's three. a big disparity. <laughs> I'll say between five and ten. They wouldn't be, like... I, I still... I, I'm convinced that Parkway will be the, the top one. I, I think, like, you're going to have a couple of Australian bands, then you got your internationals. Whether they go bigger than Parkway, like, you'd have to... If they remember play, they'd have to be above them. Like, they'd have to be above Parkway. But yeah. whether they do it for... Because, like, Unify, like, it, it's it's made its... Like, its popularity through promoting Australian bands, which is yes. a really, really cool thing about it. So whether they did get a massive, huge, huge band, like... Alexis headlined it last year. Like, they were on the top of the bill. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't know. But, like, as you say, like, Devil Wears Prada, like... I like that pick. It's a, it's a different one. It's unique. That's why I brought it up again. Yeah, but it's unique. I'm gonna, okay, so I'm going to give out... Um, Graves, I think, will play on the lower end. I okay. think that... Uh, what I'm going to give you Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. That'd be good. I think, uh, it'd be excellent. I think that's actually a really decent one. Be every one. time I die kind of level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Um, I think they're a perfect kind of band to fit that. That mold, at least. Um, what do you think of bands like, say, A Bull for My Valentine? Yes or no? I'd love to see it, but no. I uh, just I, I can't, can't see it. Bring Me. Definitely no. The Too bra- big. The Brave. Yes. You reckon they'll play? Aussies. New album. Yeah. Um, um, Billy Talent. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, they are They are just... They love Australia. They 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 yeah, really they, they they love Australia. I'd love to see that. Is that too like? The thing is now, like, they're kind of going with bands that are like in their kind of primeish, if, if you'd like to say, like, uh, Billy Talent and bands like Rise Against kind of coming out of that. Like they got they're towards the older scale. But well, to be fair, they did get Al- uh, um, Alexis and I, on and fire. I was about to say that. Yeah. So like, whether they're going to continue to go down that route, I'd love to see Billy Talent like. As a festival band, they've got that many good songs, it'd be a killer to see them live. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, that's exactly it. That's why I think that they would work quite well. Mm. What about... um? I think Belhaven will play while I go through my alphabet, yeah, but um, yeah. Beartooth. They're a dream. Uh, they, them, them and Walshy Sleeve, so like, well, they're, they're my two dream bands well, to play. Beartooth's another band like Architects who get mentioned every year, and, and they just, yet yeah. they keep teasing us by jumping on shit tours. Yeah, shitty tours. Like, yeah. It's just it's, it's always a bit annoying, but... Um, I'd love to see a headline gig. That, that, that'd just be... Like, le- legit. Did they... Was it... Who they play with this year? They play with the uh, Amity. It was Amity. Yeah. Okay. So I bought a ticket to that, but it was unfortunately my cousin's Bucks weekend, and I was absolutely <laughs> paralytic. But um, like I know people that went and bought seventy dollar. Well, I think it was between sixty and seventy dollar tickets to see Beartooth play a half an hour set. Yeah, I know. It's it's tough because I I went to see them when they played with. I'm gonna say. Is it Ignite's Wake. I'm gonna say Pierce the Veil. Uh, they was... played twice. Uh, I've seen them play twice supporting. To be fair, Pierce of Valley actually weren't too bad. I, I was actually very impressed considering I didn't really like them going in. Yep. But um, yeah, and it was just like, yeah, it's it's it was cool, but it was just like, you know, you, you wish you could see them play an hour set, but they're mm. not at that stage yet, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's that's the main problem with a lot of these bands that they can't... You know, Two what, albums. What about uh, Atreyu? That'd be great. Do you reckon they could... Like, they, they haven't played since Soundwave, I don't think. No, like, they're, they're, they're pretty dormant. Uh, with I don't know if they come out to Australia. Well, that's exactly it. That's why a festival would be perfect for them, wouldn't no, it? No, I, I just don't see it. And my last couple. Uh, yeah, give it to me. Airborne. Oh, mate. Give <laughs> it. That is still, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite live gig that I've seen. Big day out. I think it was 2011, 2012. Yeah, 2011. 2011. The singer Joel. Absolute nutcase. Just smashing Carlton Draft or VB Tinnies, whatever they were. He's smashing them over his head, just cracking them. I'm in the front row thinking, what the fuck is going on? He climbed the barricade and he climbed the top of the stage. <laughs> Chugging beers at the top of the stage with his guitar. It's not a bad effort, isn't it? Mate, they are fucking unbelievable. Um, but no, I can't say that. I, I can't see it happening. Okay. I'd love to see it happen. Uh, 12 Foot Ninja? Yes. They'd be a perfect band. Like, along that route, like with a band like Carnival, maybe. Like, that kind of route would be fantastic. I'd love to see Unify go down that way, but... Might not be the year for it yet. The thing, like... The, the the best part about Unify is we can't really set it in stone or predict it because, like, it's unique. Every year, they bring, like, different elements to it. Like, you look at the first year, there were 17 bands that played, 16 last I mean, sixteen the second year and 27 last year. So, it is growing, but they've had a pop-punk kind of year. The first year was fuck-off heavy. Like, it was... Like, and it was all Australian as well. And it was all year. Australian the first year. Like, last year, you had... Like, you had... Violent Soho, like they had that kind of grungy, like that. That's the sound in Australia. Like Trophy Eyes released an album like that during the year, blew up. So like, yeah, that's the popular sound. Like with you saying June Rats and the Smith Street Band playing, but like they also had Alexis, who's like a sceny fucking old school punk hardcore band. Like it was great. But like, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going. And that's the exciting part, dude. That's what I really okay. like about it. Okay, um, on the different scale, uh, the yep. al- the algorithm. Oh yeah, I'd love to see the algorithm. Actually, Ooh. that was just a personal pick. Do you think that they could go in a like um? Okay, so let's get out because I remember um I remember them like going, uh you know, had Unify posted on Facebook. They're like, oh, who would you like to see? And you know, the comments range from like legitimate picks to people saying Drake. And, um, <laughs> it's like, so do you think that yeah. like there is, where do you think like the the most out there that they could go is? So could you go something like a. A Daryl Braithwaite? No, no. Oh, Shannon Noll. Like if, if they get, if they get Braithwaite, could they go? Yeah, but um, do you reckon they could go like a hyper, like a rapper, or do you think that they could go somewhere down that way, or do you think that it's a bit too early for that? I'm gonna say no. 
Yeah. I think it's purely bands at this stage. Yeah, it does seem like that. Do you think that? Um, okay, so where do you think the craziest thing that they could do in terms of genre? Do you think they could go incredibly heavy, or do you reckon like in, like in terms of, to go more the metal? Black route? metal. Is, well, that's exactly it. like. Could they get a band like you know, like Bullet for My Valentine, which doesn't fit the typical mold yeah. of what the last three years have been about? I'd love to. See, oh, the more broad and diverse it is, the better because it's going to bring more people. Like, all I'm going to say is last year's lineup was pretty generic. Uh, like. Maybe not generic, but like if they're going to go heavy, like not a lot of people like that kind of stuff. But I want those kind of people at the the festival. Like the first year we went, I think it was two and a half thousand people, three thousand people, three thousand, yeah, three. Yeah, it was fucking unbelievable. And last year the seven and a half thousand, and I'm, you would have seen the difference. Like you missed the second one, but yeah. like the difference in people, like, and they're all like the 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 jocks kind of thing. Like it's like bands like Violent Soho, they're, they're playing a popular festival, so like. People, everyone jumps aboard them. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, if you got a band like fucking Die Hard is Murder, massive band, like that made a lot of money overseas and stuff. But uh, like, and they could be playing this next year as well. Big def- yeah, it'd be great to see a band like that. But like, their fan base isn't as big. So I'd like to see bands, more bands like that. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Actually. And it challenges us to actually go out and listen to it. Could you imagine? Okay, now these are. I'm okay, gonna give you a, one you, more, go. one more fucking ridiculously out there one. Go, tenacious D. <laughs> Fuck you. Could you imagine like the? Oh my god, to be cult like. Could you imagine that? Like, isn't that like because something that like yeah, you know, a lot of festivals are jumping on now is kind of getting the massive singalongs. You know, um, I think it was Falls that put out um Daryl Braithwaite on their the, festival. He's gonna could play you, horses on fucking repeat. Yeah, but like, like could you, you imagine the scenes? Nick? Could you imagine? Okay, I, and I'll go out there. Some forty one. I'd love it. Yeah, Sum 41. Because they're, they're the perfect kind of size. Because you're going to get the people from the, the 18 to 45-year-old thing. Yeah. So, like, the first year, I'm going to say it was pretty young, the festival. And, like, it, it's stayed that way between probably 18 to 27, 28. Like, if you've got a band like Sum 41, then you get the oldies in. And, like, the oldies, they know how to party. They're fun. Like, they're, they're a yeah. good time. So, like... If you did get a band like that, I'd love to see some 41. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so... Just fucking before... songs. Imagine the jump and the, the oh, be crowd crazy. surfing and just be... Oh. Just before we jump off that, do you have any more bands for me? For you. Okay. Oh, I do have a few, actually. Okay, I want to give it to me. Give gonna... it, whether they're predictions or you just want to get my opinion if they'll play or not. Hoobastank. No. <laughs> Anything else? Hunters and Collectors. <laughs> no. Nah, okay. Like... Getting back to serious things, a band like Issues, who we saw live. Mm, oh, actually, that's not the worst band. To be fair, that's like that fits into that kind of lower scene area. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say no because I just don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> band like Kasabian, are they too popular? Yeah, I'd say they're a bit too indie rock. Killswitch, Killswitch are a good one. I was gonna bring them up, but did they play this year? Lamb of God. I love Lamb of God, but I think Killswitch are more because they're like a metalcore accessible corner. Well, they're like the original metal, one of the original metalcore. That'd be bands. huge. So they got, like, if they got Killswitch, that's why. That's why I kind of think Bullets a good one as well because they both bridge that kind of um, parkour metal kind of genres, I guess. Yep. But um, what do you any any others? Band like Mammal, a band reunited in. In Australia? Well, that's not too bad considering if they're Australian, there's always a slight chance. Like, you know, there's a band like Storm the Sky and that we haven't really talked about, which always have a chance considering it's, you know, it's right around the corner from them. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's you, so true. And like as, like with all these, like the local bands and that, but Storm the Sky are above a local band. They're yep. kind of in between being big, but they're kind of like a high class local band, I'd call them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fair call. But a, it's a big band. You actually spoke about them before, but Pierce the Veil, would they be 
likely? Would they be a band that could mm. do it? I don't think they will. I think that there will be a one year that they bring it in, but I think when they do go for that more that scene route, they're going to go over data. Remember, I think that's just the, yeah, I think the natural right. the They're, natural the, they're band the big, get. big band. And I'm a bit worried to when they get that because that's when they need to start topping it. And it's just like... Yeah, in, where, in, where do we go from If you're here? talking from the scene area... A day to remember and bring me are probably the two biggest ones that I could think of off the yeah. top of my head. I don't think they should do it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, where do you go? Where, like, if you do that, you have to you have to maintain, it, otherwise people will stop going. But you have also, to get bands like Slipknot if you're going to do that. Oh, like, fucking hell, that's what no, I mean. Imagine the chaos never. of that. Happened. Well, actually, I actually thought, you know, looking into the future, I think the biggest band that they could get at one stage, and I know this is you know, a big band, but they haven't toured Australia and they haven't been as relevant. It's Paramore. That'd be great. In like five or ten years' time, if Unify was still going, they'd be, yep. they would have expanded a bit more by then. If they really want to get a band, like if they got a day to remember one year, they went the next year, they're like, we need to get a fucking big band. Let's get Paramore because I think that they're a perfect kind of band. Do they? I too like well. it. I do like it. But um, what we'll do is, I think we're all done with that. Yeah. Yep. I'm um, happy with that. We'll finish. We'll finish off with something that I know, Nath, You you caught this one. I haven't. I've only seen it once online. So I need you to explain to me what the fuck happened with um Sam Carter. I'm I'm the same, dude. Like I I actually like, it's popped up everywhere around the world. Like it's actually made mainstream news. So Sam Carter from Architects, at a at a gig recently, called out someone in the crowd for apparently groping a crowd surfing chick. And like we actually we we talked about it off air. Like we've all been in pits before. We we know what what it is. Well, like when, when people crowd surf, you keep them up. Like that's your job to do that. But like. If you actually like, if someone's already up and like they're they're moving through the crowd, like touching them, I think it was the boob. Like he, like he, so yeah. Is that uh, what he's saying? He's saying he's that, saying he, re- that he, he reached around and yeah. grabbed. Okay, because there's like there's, there's different. Like yeah, go go for it. There yeah. is something like this is a very big claim to make. I'm like considering he didn't point out the person. Yep. Maybe like I don't know. It's like if it actually did happen. If it like if it's legit. Then it's you know I'm glad he said it, but yeah. if he didn't point out the person, maybe he wasn't a hundred percent sure one who it was or two if it was intentional. Because Where's the publicity from it. Well, that's exactly it. You were saying it was on yeah, it was Channel Seven. Channel Seven. I saw it on the Channel Seven like news page on Facebook. Like of all things, I'm like, what the hell's Architects doing well, on that's it. And, Channel Seven? But like with something like that, and like as you know, considering that you know we've we've played shows, there are a lot of flashing lights in that sometimes at yeah. some of the shows. Considering Architects would have. 45 times more lights than that. Yeah. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be not difficult to spot? Like, wouldn't it be hard dude. considering like, yo, if you're looking into a sea of people and trying to spot one thing happening, mm. it just doesn't sound like, I'm sure like, I, like, I don't, I'm not saying he's making it up. Of course he's not, but like, it, it's a very strong allegation to make on something that you might've just caught a glimpse of. Yeah. It's very, very true. Unless like at this stage, like he, he might've had a clear view. Like it might've been like a fully lit up crowd at yeah. that, that moment in time when it happened. But like, as you say, like if you're actually crowd surfing someone, like if you're actually getting them up off the ground, like if he's talking about someone doing that, it's actually very hard to control where you actually touch people. Like, uh, unfortunately, like if you're a girl and you're going to get crowd surfed, you're probably going to, you, your butt's going to get touched. Like your legs are going to get touched. Like I'm not going to say like it's sexual or anything, but like, if you want to get up there, like it's it's gonna happen. Well, as you would know, because you and like I do, I get it people sometimes. pick me out. Yeah, but you get picked out a lot more. And like, can you get me up? Can you get me up? Now, when you pick up a guy, and if mm-hmm. a guy is not 
like you know, he hasn't balanced. he hasn't balanced or he's like he's on there but he's not really he needs that big push. You're probably and not in a gay way or anything like that. Gonna touch their ass. You're gonna you're gonna push them from the ass. Now there's nothing like, it doesn't matter if they're guy or girl, you need to get a solid base to push, whether it's the lower back or the ass, you need to push them from that. If you push it from their legs, their legs just fucking go everywhere That's because true. they're not they're not stiffened. They're not stiff, they're just kind of dangling their legs around, doing that's just gonna push them, make them fall on their neck. That's exactly right. They fall vertical back onto their neck, and that's the hardest part. Like it's an art form actually getting people like, <laughs> correctly and uh, <laughs> I'm the best at what I do Nick what can I say well that's it exactly doesn't help it. being like a big guy if you're a big person in a crowd and you're in the mosh people are going to come to you to actually get up yeah whether it's on the shoulders when it's crowd surf whatever it is you know like even in a pit like someone thinks they're a hero by fucking taking out someone bigger than them in the pit like it's it's not cool dude like just have fun well, that's it and like you know so as I said is it's a very tough claim to make everything going on playing you're performing you're yep. trying to give the crowd everything or whatever and like i'm as i said i'm sure it's, it's happened do you think that do you think it's as blatant as what he said it was just like i know mm. i know it's hard to kind of just say yes or no but like going from what he said going from him not actually pointing the person out because i feel like he probably would have been bashed dude well, no, he, be, he, be he would have been escorted he would have been escorted out. They would have got security straight away. They've been there's been a lot of people who have been pointing out, out. Necro- yeah, Ollie's for, done it for starting fights or doing whatever, yeah. and they've been like, "You get the fuck out," yeah. regardless if they're the right person or not. But like that's happened a lot. So wouldn't you think that if he knew who it was and if he was actually yeah, get genuinely, out of my get out of my fucking concert? Well, if yeah. it, by his claims, he's sexually assaulting this person. That's, that's so, and he's <laughs> deliberately touching her in, in like you know in the chest area. So like, wouldn't why wouldn't he spot her and why wouldn't he kick her out unless he wasn't a hundred percent sure of his claim. I think that's uh, it, it. Just, like it, you just say. it makes a bit like I love Sam Carter, I love Architects, but it's just it's a weird, it's a weird area because it's as odd. somebody yeah. who's as we've been in pits and that, sometimes you cannot control it. And if if somebody falls on the back of your neck, which has happened many times to me, because you know you're at the edge of a pit or something like that, and somebody yep. falls on your neck, and you just need to push wherever the fuck you can because they're laying on you, and you might touch an area that whether they're guy or girl, they might not be too happy with. Too far, like at, at the end of the day, too bad you're at, up on people's body on the heads. Like, you know? it's not like I know if, if people are crowd surfing, I'm not saying that doesn't give anybody a right to touch them in places, of course, course not. No, but there is we're not condoning that. At there all. is yeah. something there's a difference between doing it deliberately and doing it just to get you fucking off you because no one wants a fucking crowd surfer on them. I fucking hate it when people oh, crowd surf. Sh- I never crowd surf booted in the heads because the worst. of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I disdain crowd surfers because it's just a stupid fucking thing. And the it's worst, encouraged. That's the worst part. That, yeah, the fans say, yeah, let's see how many crowds we can get. And I'm just like, oh, I, I run away, man. I, I go to the back of the pit for that part. But it's just one of those, like, uh, have you ever, okay, so just off that, have you ever experienced somebody seeing somebody doing something like that at a show? Oh, of course. I, I, like, obviously, like going to a gig, people are drinking. Sometimes people are smoking weed, doing pills, whatever it is. But like, occasionally you do see like girls getting touched or like, hundred percent. Like, if you got a girl, like, it would have happened to you. Like, you got a girl jumping up and down in front of you, like right, like in between you. It's kind of hard, like, well, to not like squ- get away because everyone's so squished together. Like, it's and girls can take that the wrong way, and I've seen it in the past, and I've seen fights from it. Like, if you're a a guy and you're jumping behind a girl, and like you might accidentally hit her on the hip or touch her butt, like by accident. She could turn around and slap you, fucking, oh, my boyfriend's there, and boom, it's on. Yeah, and everyone's against you. because And everyone's against you, oh, you've touched a victim. Yeah. And well, that's exactly it. And what, was, do you, what can you do? You I've know what seen I mean? It, like, I've seen it happen mostly at 
uh, the most I saw it was at an EDM festival. There was a girl mm. that went up and it was Future Music 2015, I'm going to say. Um, there was the last one before it died. And yep. it was, a you know, girl went up and, you know, she was... Like let's, uh, yeah, I'll put it one. Like she was an attractive girl. She's very good looking. Good looking. Yeah. Um, I, I saw one guy, and it was only one, so I'm not gonna say the whole crowd did it. But one guy took that to um basically cop a feel on her on her ass. That's bad. And it, like it was obvious. It wasn't a crowd. Like she was crowd surfing, but it wasn't a. She was nowhere near. He like reached over, and she was kind of on her stomach area, and she he reached over. That's bad. It's not good at all. And like that, I don't like, obviously that's where we draw, you draw the line. Yeah. People are doing it deliberately, but there is a difference between doing it deliberately to cop a feel. Or, or by accident. Yeah. Or just to fucking get them off you. Because I, yeah. as I said, I hate crowd surfing. <laughs> Again, if, if, if you could put crowd surfing in an album, I'd put that be one of my fucking pet, pet peeves. If you said, if there was an album I reviewed and they said in the album, get, let's get as many crowd surfers up. I'd automatically say it's a shit album. <laughs> as well as a single being at the start, as well Jeez. as a filler track being in there and a shit album cover. But um, yeah, any last words? Nah, I agree with you there, dude. Like, unfortunately, we're in the pit. You can't actually control everything. But with this thing with Sam Carter, like, I, I, I actually believe him. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't see why he'd come out and be public with that. But he obviously wouldn't have known that it's going to blow up to the... Like what it has, but, but it is strange that he didn't it pick him out because but it just like, seems like maybe he lost him. Maybe that's the other thing because he might he might not have true. actually seen him. Well, that's what I mean. It could have been a pit. Like there could have been a circle pit after that. The guy could have fucking vanished. Like exactly. who, who knows? But like and you don't want to point out the wrong guy. That's exactly right. What happens if you like? There could be twenty people wearing a black architect's t shirt, and it's yeah. like okay, kid in the architect's t shirt. Yeah, security just which like, one, we'll man? Like, what, what, what do we do? Which one? But like that, that's what I mean. Like it. At a gig, everyone wears fucking band t-shirts. You can't actually... Unless you see a fucking geezer with blonde, long fucking locks and a beard. Like, sometimes it's hard to actually signal out. Okay, yeah, fucking you. And also with all the lights on and that, you need to be able to try and connect where the hand is to the person. That's true. And a lot of that time, like, it it might look like about four people and you're just like, I can't can't actually guess because if I make this claim, I have to make a a general statement or I have to make no statement. And obviously, the general statement, like, there's a lot of variables that could have gone a lot of different ways. But I think that... It does bring to light something that ha- does happen, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. It doesn't happen as much in like in the heavier genres, so it is a bit weird seeing that. Usually, it's a, um, it is more of a, uh, it's more of a. I'm not gonna say it's an EDM thing, but like it's it's not usually the way the way I see it in shows that I go to. At yeah, least. hot. Yeah, the heavy scene. It doesn't seem to happen too much. That's exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to this week's Backbone Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. On our next episode, we will be doing our Unified 2018 reactions as well as looking into Invasion Fest and what they will have. The lineup will be out by then. Thank you very much. See you next time.